Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you make of that, Bob? I like it. The Joe Show. It's simple, to the point, and it's all you, Joe Starkey. The stage is yours as Ron Cook basks in the sunshine of Fort Myers, Florida. Probably going to last as long as McLean Stevenson and Hello Larry. <laughs> because there's going to be other people on the show, Bob, including hopefully you on Mondays and Fridays. Yeah, I'm going to put the pressure on you publicly uh, right now. Yeah. Mondays I, and Fridays. I don't know and about you can that. take Saturdays off. I don't know about that. Yes, you do, no, Bob. I don't know about that. We'll see what we'll happens. We'll see what happens. But for the time being, I guess it's ridiculous here. It's ridiculous that it's the Joe show and I'm sitting here with you. It's the Bob show. No, it's, it's the, not Joe, the show. Joe show. I'm on the Joe there show. There can't be a guy having a headline act when you're in the concert. That would be like but that I'm would a, be like All I am is a is a warm up for you. This is your show. I'm here to hopefully no. warm you up. Yes. It would be like the Indigo Girls being the main act and and, and Jimi Hendrix <laughs> being the warm up, Bob. This is it's the Bob show with Joe. No. That actually sounds good. The Bob show with Joe. Ron told me that he was going to send me a photo. I got to ask him if I can tweet this. The minute the Super Bowl started, he promised me I'll send you a photo of myself with a beer on my deck. Oh, my God. I don't know that I've ever seen a man looking more like the weight of the world is off his shoulders than him. He already has a little bit of a sunburn. He's got <laughs> he just a, got down there. He's got a yangling lager in his left hand and a University of Buffalo t-shirt on i saw it it's and you can see there's a lake behind his uh balcony it looks like and um, and look how happy well you know what i told him you know one thing's going to happen to you is that stress that uh, anxiety that we all have working in this business yeah slowly but surely will dissipate to the point where you'll be sleeping so much better it'll show in your eyes your face yeah, and your weight that everyone has mm-hmm. everybody virtually everybody has it you know right that the idea of i have to get up tomorrow or whatever. Always something on your mind. Got to go in at midnight. Whatever work you're doing, got. Uh, there's the fear in the back of your mind. Am I going to keep my job? Is there going to be layoffs? Is there going to be this? Is there going to be that? Is there going to be bills to pay? Yeah. Or if you're not working, when am I going to get my next job? That type of thing. The constant pressure of everyday life that probably 90% of us, 95 maybe, feel. This man no longer has. Look at that face. And look at the beer. Yeah. It's at least number 11 on the day. <laughs> I was going to figure, you know, we went through prop bets, Joe. What do you think the prop bet is for beers consumed during a Super Bowl would be for Ron? If I had to put a, a line on it, it during would be. During or before? Uh, no, during the game. Yeah. I uh, would say six. I'd say nine and a half. Oh, my goodness. And he went further over than uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes on total yards. How about Brock Purdy? I told people all week, go over 12 and a half. I can't believe it. He this. was over 12 and a half. Until? He was at 13, and then he and then took a knee. Down. And then he lost two oh, yards. Oh, did that hurt. Can you imagine having that bet? 
and and that spot, that spot. Are we sure he lost two? Could it have been one oh, wow. and three, and one and you know a quarter rounded back down to one? That made the difference in millions of dollars. I bet you that was one of the most popular prop bets there was. I don't think there's any question because one good run can get you over twelve yards. You yes. know, and so it was that close. The one that really was surprising, I saw a guy on Twitter who actually said he did this before it actually happened. The odds of Juwan Jennings throwing a touchdown pass were two hundred uh, or twenty five thousand to one. Something like it was really bizarre. How do you think one person did it in the well, world? Well, the or guy no? posted if Juwan before this happened, he actually posted if Juwan Jennings throws a touchdown pass, I'm going to be a rich man. Now, what are the chances that he would throw a touchdown pass in a game like that where it was very difficult to score early, and yet he did. And I don't know what the odds were, but he he claims he would be a rich man. If you put like a hundred bucks on it, you probably win twenty five thousand. If you put a thousand, you probably win two point five. I think it was tw- I, I got to find out what the actual odds were, but they were astronomical. If they win that game, either through the first drive in overtime, the field goal, or if they score there, then Kansas City doesn't score to match it. If they win it right there. I bet you the voters probably give it to McCaffrey if he scores that touchdown or Purdy if he throws that touchdown to somebody else. But I think Jennings would have been a very oh, worthy MVP. No candidate. question. He threw, he and what were his odds? Was he even loaded? A touchdown. He threw and caught a touchdown. I don't even think he was loaded He also had a big third down conversion in the uh, the overtime drive that got yes, them three points. Point is, no one thought he'd have that kind of an impact on the game, and he did. He would have been the most I- unlikely MVP since Dexter Smith. Is that a person? No, Dexter Jackson. And then there was the guy for the Seahawks. Oh, Malcolm Smith. Yeah. Yeah, Malcolm Smith. Well, he made that big uh no, that was Butler. Who who was Malcolm Smith was a linebacker the year they beat the uh beat the Peyton Manning Broncos. He got the MVP. Well, that was the route game in New York City, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he would have been he might have been the most unlikely MVP in history yeah. if they won. Was it a was it a good Super Bowl? Was it a great Super no. Bowl? What was it for you? It was just a blah Super Bowl. I, I thought it really? was really yeah. I, I mean the end is what it was, and so it picked up some drama as it went along. I thought the first half was utterly boring. There was not a lot of big plays in it. I it was sloppy, there were mistakes. You know, San Francisco has only themselves to blame for what happened. A missed extra point, which is critical in these kinds of games, but also the muff punt where it hits the guy's foot and then, you know, Ray Ray McLeod's trying to figure out what's going on and try to recover it. They scored immediately. Those are gifts. You can't give San Fr- or Kansas City that. On a day where you – yeah, I didn't think it was a very good Super it Bowl. It wasn't a – well, there, to me there's a difference between a well-played game and a, and a dramatic, entertaining Super Bowl, and I think it was that. It had its lulls, but, man, the fourth quarter and for a game to go into overtime, you had the Travis Kelsey bump on Andy Reid, all of that stuff happening. I thought it was pretty entertaining and dramatic. It was not well played. I agree with you there. But for me, the entertainment value made it a pretty How good How about this? You talk about crazy prop bets, okay? Brock Purdy losing a yard because of a knee cost people thousands of dollars perhaps. Yeah. What about the over and under, which hit exactly at 47, but they don't kick the point after in overtime? If you get the point after, you go over and you win. Yeah. Now it's a push. What about that? I'm just saying. If they don't kick the point you think after they touchdown. Make them kick it? Well, no, I'm just saying if you're a better first of all, you think that's a lock in the third quarter when it's ten to three and there's Right. And then all of a sudden, because of overtime, it goes over. If overtime doesn't happen, then you win easily. But then even in overtime, it hits exactly the number because they don't kick the point after touchdown. 
I can't believe that the winning touchdown was a derivative of a play called Corn Dog, Bob. <laughs> Can you? They turned I mean, Corn Dog they, they into make, Tom and Jerry. They make all sorts of names for some of these plays, so I'm not surprised. But Corn Dog is a you know, isn't it just like Omaha when it first came on the scene with Peyton Manning? So the big question here, and it's off the top, brought to you by JP Roofing and Siding. We'd love for you to get involved. Fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing HVAC service for over 50 years. 412-928-9370. 928-9370. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And the text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Bob, the Kansas City Chiefs aren't slowing down. That's the story here. Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old. He had the biggest cap hit in football this season, and yet they built a a pretty brilliant roster around him. He doesn't need weapons beyond Kelsey. He doesn't. That, in that way, he reminds me very much in the way he plays and in the way he'll he'll just make do with whatever as long as he's got that star tight end of Brady. Brady did that for most of his career. With had, a bunch of no-names, no-stars. Cross player playing wide receiver. Who's going to stop the Chiefs? Do you know they had the – first of all, as I said, Mahomes is 28, the guy right in front of him rebuild an offense the center creed humphreys in what his third year yeah that's a big guy to have in front of you the defense is the youngest defense ever to win a super bowl and i was mentioning these stats to ron last week they didn't allow 30 points once all season it's a great great defense peter king when i said are they underrated he said no they're rated i said i don't know man i hear a lot you and i argued about this man for man Kansas City has the best defense in football. And listen to this, Bob. Not only did they not allow 30 points, becoming the first team in a long time to not do that, games allowing fewer than 28 points in the history of the league. You ready? Mm-hmm. 2,000 Ravens, 2,002 Bucks, 2,005 Steelers, and 2,010 Packers. That's 2, 3, 4, 5. They all allowed 19 uh 19 games with less than 28 points. The Chiefs, 21 such games, and they never allowed 30. Do you know who did allow 30? Thank you for asking, Bob. (laughs) The 2,000 Ravens, the 76 Steelers, the 85 Bears. Well... And the, and the first of all, of Steve Spagnuolo is the is genius. The, and, and if you look at the critical plays in that game, and Tony Romo, who I don't think was on his game totally last night, he made he he talked about the fact. Watch out for the blitz. Bagnolo is never going to allow you to just go in on a you know third and short, fourth, whatever it may Brilliant be. Brilliant calls. They went after Purdy and inter- and, and knocked passes down in critical situations because he is not afraid to blitz, 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 blitz. But, and yes, but they're he young. Chooses his spots. He does choose his spots, but you know they're coming on those critical downs. You know yeah. it. They disguise you, but you it. You don't know from where. No, you disguise it, and it's fine that way. But I mean, you have to be aware of it. So Spagnolo is just a genius, and the first assistant coach ever to have four rings. Thing about uh, this team is they redesign themselves. They trade Tyreek Hill. Uh, they admit they get rid of one of the most prolific weapons that they have, and they don't have a bunch of big names. And the wide receiver group at all. They have a lot of drops. 
they had most drops of any team in football, and then in the playoffs they shut that down. They got better at it. But that was one of the reasons why this was one of the worst seasons offensively of Patrick Mahomes' career. Uh, and then they had to go on the road, and everybody had their doubts about whether or not they could win on the road. They go to Buffalo and Baltimore and do it with defense. Really, defense. It wasn't so much the offense. Even last night, it took the offense a long time. If San Francisco also had taken advantage of the second-half interception uh, against Mahomes and scored a touchdown or even a field goal, they botched one early when McCaffrey fumbled as they were heading in for points. Right. These are all little plays, but you give Patrick Mahomes too many openings, he's going to take it. And when the chips were down, he took it, which is what he does. And you're right. They, they're going to have those two for a long time. They will reload. Their defense is young. They do have some free agents they're going to have to deal with. They do. But it's, 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 uh, you're going to have to deal with them just like everybody in the AFC had to deal with Tom Brady, Belichick, and the, and the Patriots. Somebody rated the runs to the Super Bowl. Um, Aaron Schatz, here it is. The lowest estimated odds of winning a Super Bowl from the beginning of the playoffs. Teams, in other words, teams that had the most unlikely runs to win a Super Bowl. The 2005 Steelers finished third in this category, which makes sense. They had to go into they, Cincy. Yeah. On the road everywhere. Manning and one of the great offenses in NFL history that year. And then Denver. Into Denver and then beat a really good Seattle team in the Super Bowl. Kansas City had the best run ever. The other one was the Giants when they beat the undefeated Patriots. And they they also won in Green Bay that year against a really good team. This team, according to this, and I think you can make this argument, had the greatest playoff run ever. You can make that argument. The most unlikely. Yeah, I I still think... You know, when you're uh, uh, the last seed and you get in and you win on the road the way the Steelers did, it was pretty special because it was the first time it happened. Oh, the yeah. Giants the same way. I mean, the Giants were given no shot, really, of, of winning that game or get, even getting to that game, and they did. It's a great story. There's no question. They're, uh, they're a young team, largely, in the key areas. They will add on. They're going to come they up always with do. And they'll figure out a way to do it as long as Mahomes. Think about Mahomes, too. He used to do it by going down the field with big strikes. And Tyreek Hill was responsible for that. This right. time around, it wasn't. It was a bunch of smaller passes and then yards after. He's, and then, Mon- he's Montana. And then and his Brady. run game, again, when he had to make plays, even in overtime. Now, fourth down and one. San Francisco could have won it right then and there. To me, we're commenting in the uh, – we were doing a sports call at this point. I, could, I had a monitor. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if you're them, watch. Because Mahomes is going to do something. He's going to roll out to something. He ain't going to – and he did. On the fourth and one. On the fourth and yeah. one, and he yeah, got yeah. the – and it looked like they didn't even account for him. And he's the one guy I would have accounted for more than anybody, maybe Kelsey, but, you know, you need a yard. You shut it down, you win the game. And they He beats you with his brain. He beats you mostly with short, accurate passes. They p- play in a brilliant system. I rewatched that final drive uh, going down the field with 75 yards in overtime. It's almost like with the scrambling, Bob, he waited to unveil it. I was saying Mm -hmm. with people I was watching the game with, like Mahomes hasn't run at all in this game. It was going into the fourth quarter, it felt like. And then suddenly he picked his spots, especially when they were in man and they were turning their backs on him, and it was goodbye. Mm -hmm. He made some really big runs uh, in addition to that fourth and one. Uh, Same drive in overtime. He had, what, a 20-yard run or so? 15, 20-yard run. He's just a, he's a he's a football genius is what he is and he's playing in a perfect system. He is a he is an elite all-time great tight end who he usually hits on the big plays, but other than that it could be anybody. 
And it was. Valdez Scantling was always one is. of them. Miko Hardman, who didn't even know he won the game because he didn't know the rules. Just like Troy Brown. <laughs> yeah. Just like Edelman. Just, and Edelman Branch, was really good. Just I mean, like Branch, Dion Branch, right. David Givens. All of them. Like little little guys just – and they put them together in this group. And, and Justin Watson from South Fayette High School won a th- how about three championship rings for him. Susan he has, Solari, who works here in, in our sales department, Justin Watson grew up right next yeah. door to her in Bridgeville. What a great family that? that is too. And here's the thing. That's seven rings for him. He won two WPI ALs, one state, two at Penn, and now three in the Super Bowl. He's 27. Let's not beat around Fifth the round bush draft here, pick. The, the addendum to that question, who the hell is going to stop the Chiefs? And I realize in a given year, Josh Allen almost did. Maybe the Ravens could. But the, the addendum to that question is, and where do the Steelers fit on that list? Where do they fit on that list? Well, if you look at the betting lines, not, not very close to anywhere being the top. They're like eighth worst from the bottom. I've seen 66 to 1, 75 yeah, to mean, 1, and 100 to 1. And the news that I that I heard over the, the weekend in terms of NFL network reporting about Ryan Tannehill gives me no thought that they're going to have. Let's get to that. Yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, I'd rather have Mason Rudolph. Let's talk about that coming up. But, but in the meantime, just, you know, I think of Cincinnati with Burrow, although they have not done nearly as good a job of building their roster. Their defense was decimated last season, not necessarily by injury, by losses, you know, starting with uh, Bates, their safety, they lose him, and that's like yeah, that's that was like a, a big one. Whole key to your defense. Uh, the Ravens <clears throat> could, but the Ravens don't seem to know how to win the biggest games. Lamar Jackson doesn't seem to know. The Bills always could because of Josh Allen. I thought they had the Chiefs beat, but Bob, we could be looking at a three-peat, the first one in history. We're looking at the first team to repeat. We're looking at a bona fide dynasty, right? That's inarguable. Three and five years. Uh, they're already there. You know, three and five years. That's And he's 28. He's already a Hall of Famer. If he stopped right now and said, I'm done, first ballot, boom, in. And I don't feel like the Steelers are really on the same planet as them, honestly. I think a lot of teams are not on the same planet as them. They're going to have to take, they're going to have to get so much better at the quarterback position. And whether or not. It happens. I don't know. All I know is they have a new coordinator, and his number one job is to make that offense go a lot better. Sounds easy in terms of when you look at some of their talent, but it's not as easy as it sounds. It feels depressing. I heard Pony last week um, use a one, give us a one-word descriptor for these last. It was the anniversary of the San Antonio Holmes catch. You know, give us give us a one-word descriptor of all the years since then. Here's what I would say. Give us one word that springs to mind when you look at the Steelers' immediate future. And I'm not saying there won't be entertaining games, that mm-hmm. we won't be having fun next year down the stretch because they'll be 8-8 eight and eight, and then, you know, with a chance to go 9-8 and eight and sneak into the playoffs again. Of course they will. They always are. They're in the worst place in pro sports, right in the middle. But the chance of them usurping Kansas City minus an injury to Mahomes – it almost seems like a ridiculous thought. You think, well, they have a really good defense. Yeah, but it's not It's not as good as Kansas City's. In fact, it's not even close. Kansas City 
just like the Steelers, they have stars at every level of their defense. You saw Trent McDuffie yesterday was great. McDuffie was That's why he's terrific. a first-team All-Pro. Reed's terrific. Uh, they're gonna, Chris Jones is really good. And Carl Aftis. Yeah, they got they got young guys making plays. They do. And, again, the scheme, the scheme is terrific. They know how to do it. They they put him in position to make plays at critical times, and they do. They don't have a bad player. The Steelers have some stars defensively, but they have some bad areas. Mm -hmm. And they still do, and they have to address them again, some of the same positions. And I don't see that changing. Andy Reid's coming back. Spagnuolo's coming back. And by the way, with Andy Reid, you know, you had the Eric Bieniemy situation from a few years ago where people wonder why doesn't he get more of a shot because Andy Reid's calling the plays, and everybody knows that, right? Yeah, Matt Nagy's there, but Matt Nagy's there now, no, playing the enemy role. Right, it, it's, right. It's, it's, it's the same thing. It's Andy Reid and his brilliance on game day. And they came out in the second half, and they freed up um, Kelsey, and they also came up with a way as the game went on to use Mahomes the right way. I mean, right. it's him too, and it's then Mahomes both. just made stuff right. happen. Right. So. It's going to be a tough yeah, – the AFC in general. You know, you're going to go through the list of quarterbacks and teams that should be good again, at least on paper. It's a, it's a tough road to hope for the Pittsburgh Steelers and anyone else, to be honest. Well, I'm going to tell you my word next, Bob, and you have a whole uh, minute or so to think up a word. Are you ready for that? To think to up describe – To describe the Steelers' immediate future. By the way, I was going to mention on defense that some other guys have become injury-prone or aging. T.J. Watt would be one. You know, Minka, he's still fairly young, but his body's been racked up. And Cam is aging. But more importantly, how cool was it to see Cam on the field Mm. before the game with Walter Payton's children uh, receiving that award, Bob, or speaking of that award? It was awesome. incredible honor. And and he deserves it. Everyone knows it. It took a while. There's so many players in the league who do great things in their specific cities. But he's been doing it over and over and over and over and over, and finally he gets what he deserves. And so I feel happy for them, their entire family. Um, it's awesome moment for the Steelers and for Cam Hayward for sure. It was. I felt really happy for him. In the meantime, however, there's the football team. And I'll tell you what my word is for their immediate future. You got to keep it clean when you call 412-928-9370. <laughs> And then we'll get into what Bob just talked about, which was one of the reasons this is my word that you'll hear is because of the quarterback situation. Are you kidding me with this report? Anyway, Edgar Snyder and Associates, uh, fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Time right now is 1025. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman brings you that. Why pay 40% when you can pay 25%? Call 888-98-TWINS. I don't know how this gets construed as, quote, negative. It's just, I think, a fact that the Steelers are a long ways from competing for a Super Bowl. At least it's backed certainly by Vegas odds. Are, are they negative or are they just appraising the situation and looking at the quarterback situation in particular and saying, why, why would anybody believe that the Steelers are a serious threat to win the Super Bowl? I think FanDuel has them at 100 to 1. DraftKings has them at 75 to 1. Bob and I were just talking about this. I mean, the obvious 
localized storyline from the Super Bowl is who's going to stop the Chiefs, given the fact that Mahomes is 28. Reed's coming back. Kelsey's coming back. The guy in front of Mahomes, Creed Humphrey, is a star center right in the middle of your offense. He's in his third year. Their defense is the youngest defense to ever win a Super Bowl. Average age is right below 26, so 25 and 279 days. They have some free agents on defense. You know what they're going to do. They're going to probably sign their main guys who are Snead and Jones and then pick and choose because they're brilliant at it. But this guy texts us, Bob, and says, what are you guys talking about? Pickett was 7-2 and before he got hurt. He says the main number one difference between the Steelers and the Chiefs is coaching. That's the biggest difference, not the players. The Chiefs won with no names. Like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. And again, <clears throat> Trent McDuffie, guy who made a bunch of plays, is a first-team All-Pro. They're better man-for-man than the Steelers. I guess you could say the Steelers have the advantage at wide receiver, maybe? Where else? Edge rusher? They have, they have the advantage in, in, in what you see as the first two talented wide receivers, because I don't know that anyone in Kansas City's roster will, you know, is a George Pickens. But I do agree that coaching has something to do with so it, for I. sure. I mean, that's Absolutely. a big component of it. But I also think that to say there are a bunch of no-names is not correct because they do have some big names at critical positions that do make plays. And they have good players everywhere. Right. And they've done a very good job of, of bringing in young guys and having them compete. But again, the scheme does help. And he, he's a genius at calling some of these plays at critical times. So um, that will neutralize any... Uh, opposing offense so coaching does matter but you gotta first and foremost it doesn't really go beyond the quarterback in terms of the biggest difference that you see it's him right it's him and all you have to do is look at the numbers that came after you know the San Francisco's mistake was they they couldn't just get a stranglehold of this game they had so many opportunities to make it a two possession game he was not playing well early and then all of a sudden he goes 17 for 23 for 170 from the third quarter on Okay, you He's let been him behind by ten in all his Super Bowl wins. That's stunning to me. That's normally that will not happen once, let alone three times. And if you go back and watch that last drive, just the things that Andy Reid built off, he builds off, as Romo explained at the end, uh, this corn dog play, Bob, which I love the name of that. <laughs> I knew you would. But it's got a million different <laughs> variations, so people are anticipating one thing. They had just done a little middle screen to Kelsey that was available there. Right. Um, one of the players after the game said that if uh, Hardman, who caught the winning ball, if Mahomes reads that differently at the line of scrimmage, it's a it's a jet sweep right out of the Matt Canada playbook. And that player, I think it was another receiver, it was Marquez Scantling, said Hardman would have walked in on that in the right coverage. Uh, he would have walked in on a jet sweep if if Mahomes didn't see the corner. Shade toward the line, mm-hmm. shade inward. You know what I mean. And that's what made that all available. There's... And then, and then, and then, Mahomes talked about it afterward. He said, "Andy Reid's a legend." He said the way that final drive was called. And then you had Mahomes ad libbing. But to the Steelers, of course, a lot of it's coaching. They went on the road. The Chiefs did to two of the most hostile environments imaginable. Against two of the best quarterbacks currently in the game. Yes. And you know how many pre-snap penalties they had in both those games in Baltimore and Buffalo? None. Spagnolo, the only 
coordinator ever to win four Super Bowls. He shut down the undefeated Patriots one year. Yet nobody looks at him. If you were interviewing head coaches, would you not at least bring that guy in yeah, for an interview I, I and get pick the his fe- brain? I get the feeling he likes where he is, and he's he's totally content with it. May not want the pressure of that. There are a lot of guys who don't want the pressure of that head coaching position. But I'm he sure he's making in? a ton of money. Sure, you would. But why is it not happening? Because he because may, people probably think he's too old, and because and because he, he may not want to. In quotes, failed in his previous attempts at that. Right, even and though I think some a horrible situation. There's nothing wrong with that. You can make a pretty good living being one of those guys. No at an doubt. elite level. So let's get to the word. One word to describe the Steelers' immediate future. And again, this gets back to the beginning of the segment, Bob. I don't think this is negative. I think it's realistic. And my word is depressing. What's yours? I had the same word for Did now. You? Yeah, but I, I would say bleak. In term, if you're talking about winning Super Bowls, I would say bleak. And, and I say that because of the competition in the AFC, specifically them. And all these quarterbacks. And until the quarterback play gets better here, which will lead you into what you're going to bring up next, I'm sure, that's that's a concern. And and whether it's from within or not, they have to figure that position out. Okay, that's where we get to next. And I think it was an uh, NFL.com report, was it? Or NFL Network, one of the two. Um, Steelers interested in Ryan Tannehill and Mason Rudolph is going to consider his options. That's Tom Pelissero, who's never wrong. He's very good. And Mike Garofalo. Um, and this was NFL.com. So it says, after two years of Kenny Pickett, Mitchell Trubisky, and Mason Rudolph in the quarterback room together, expect significant changes at the position in Pittsburgh. We all know Trubisky's going to be gone, although Mark Caballi predicted him to be here, Bob. I can't see that happening. Uh, Rudolph. Yeah, I don't know. That would never happen. I think there's no chance of that I don't happening. think so. Rudolph has indicated he's interested in a fresh start after six seasons. Um, and with new offensive coordinator Arthur Smith, the expectation is Pittsburgh will explore adding free agent Ryan Tannehill. Ugh. See, I, 36. Uh, he played late in the year. He was okay. But he's 36 when this season will begin. And, yeah, I can understand a veteran backup because I thought they were going to go after one. And if that's what his role is, okay. Maybe his role is to make the path to starting the the season here as the quarterback easier for Kenny Pickett, too. You know, Mason well, Rudolph will give him a legitimate challenge, I think, more so than Ryan right. Tannehill. Do they would. really want to challenge or do they want to placate Pickett and put all their support behind Pickett? Which, which is the better move? And if you're – well – I would challenge because I, I'm not sure yet. I got to find out, and this is a big year. Mike Tomlin said that. He said it was huge. He emphasized that word for him. So they're trying to get the most out of him, but I think by getting somebody who may not compete as much as maybe a Mason Rudolph, I don't know if you're going to be getting the best this out of him. This guy stinks, Bob. Ryan Tannehill. Are you kidding me with this? Not you, but them. No, I know. I, I just – Four touchdowns, seven Arthur picks Smith. last year. He's 35. He imploded uh, late in seasons – previously his in in the playoffs it seems to me they don't want actual competition for Pickett and maybe Mason Rudolph is sensing that which is why that report came out that he may be looking around maybe he senses I can't get a good shot here I want a fresh start I hope that's not the case because I think uh, specifically Art Rooney was was really um encouraged by what he saw from Mason Rudolph and if you are 
Why would you turn your back on it now? I, I think they'll I make mean, him a nice offer. I do. I don't. I, I, no, a, a, when I say nice offer, it would be high-end backup, similar to what Trubisky had. If they really wanted Mason Rudolph, they would be aggressively pursuing him to prevent him from free agency. And they still can do that if they want. It doesn't appear. It appears that the that the company what would li- be fair the company lines what would be fair for him seems to be oh he'll he's got options we'll see what happens that type of thing we like him I don't think they want to bring that into their locker room I think that they know that the sentiment in the room is for Rudolph and that that is is not something a dynamic they want to have in their room. What'd you say before? But again, that? they you know they talk about having competition. If you want I don't competition, think they're being truthful about okay, that. Okay, well then that's maybe what he's sensing. I think they want. I'm to protect asking, what would be a fair Pickett. what would be a fair compensation number for him, salary wise? The I same think, as Trubisky, right? Had, same thing, and million. I think that's that's high end, and you won't get in many other places. I think he might be surprised on the open market, just because Mason became a little bit of a folk hero here late in the season. You know, you have to factor in if you're soberly analyzing, do we want Mason Rudolph on our team, who he was playing against. Right. What happened in the playoff game when he went into Buffalo? He wasn't terrible, but not like a guy you're going to win a playoff game with, I don't think, in that environment. Well, I thought he got better as the game went on, and he still made some plays. He made a terrible interception at the goal line, which was critical. But – Again, I thought he he showed, given two years of rust, essentially, he came in and played very well, given uh, all of that inactivity. So, what do you think somebody's going to offer him? Do you think I think the Steelers? And, and do you no, think they'll I, offer him a starting spot? Who, but I looked around. Where do you see a starting spot? Legitimately, I don't. I don't either, and that's the thing. And that's why I think Russell Wilson could be out there. Although I saw a report that Denver's threatening to bring him back. There's no way that's happening. There's just no way. Well, I wouldn't want Russell Wilson here, to be honest. How about Justin Fields? See, I would be interested in him, only because of his youth and I think what his legs can do still. Do you think the Steelers are? I don't know. I I, don't. You don't? Absolutely not. I think they're fully 100% committed to giving Kenny Pickett a chance. Even if the the price on that dropped to where it was manageable? Yep. No, you you wouldn't do it? You wouldn't consider doing it? I would do it in a second. I don't think they will. Do you? I hope they would. What's wrong with that? You know, you pick up his option, okay, $22 million, that's what you got to pay to have a good quarterback. And if you believe he's capable of coming in here in this new system and thriving, why wouldn't you do it? Because you believe that Kenny Pickett's your guy. Because okay. you want to find out. They because really, you're stubborn, you find you're out stubborn still. about Pickett. You can't find out if you bring in Justin Fields. He's your starter. Don't you think? Well, I would, yeah, likely be my starter. Who, back to the words bleak and depressing, who in football would have a would have a more depressing quarterback room? And by the way, again, with the whole negative thing, I think I'm just looking at this realistically with Kenny Pickett. I think he could be a decent quarterback. So do I, and I he haven't could. given up on that. I think there's but can enough he be a evidence. Championship quarterback in the AFC, and there's also a chance he might not be I, a decent quarterback. I also look at first two years versus some of the other guys who are in the league, and you you can see that Kenny Pickett has. There is potential there. There really is. But a lot of that becomes less so because his his decision-making and his inability to stay in there longer to make things happen. He he tends to bail a little bit too much, and he, he, that has to change. You, he, can, he can be a – I've heard Jerry Dulac compared to Neil O'Donnell. He could be that type. I think that's the ceiling, and that's why I get back to the word depressing because we're in an age here 
where you have Josh Allen and you have Lamar Jackson and you have Joe Burrow and C.J. Stroud and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert with a new coach. And Aaron Rodgers maybe. Back yeah, in. and Who I didn't even mention Tua, who took a downturn, or maybe Deshaun Watt. It's just Trevor Lawrence. Come on. And so it's depressing. Who has a more depressing quarterback room than one that would have Kenny Pickett and Ryan Tannehill? You want to go through the AFC? Yeah, more more depressing. Not Buffalo, not Miami, not the Jets because they might have Rodgers coming back. Patriots. That's a mess. Matt, they have the number three pick. Well, that can change, uh, but that or currently it's a mess. And even with the number three pick, I'm not. I'm never going to ever go out and on a limb and say these guys. C.J. Stroud is a rare exception for me recently. Most of these guys come in and they're lost for a few years. The guys who are chosen early, I don't see them immediately I've, making differences. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, who would you tell me? They may be lost for a year, but I think most guys by their second year, you pretty much know. Maybe, but but it's, it's still a gamble, even though it's top five picks. I, I've seen too many – who look one way and turn out to be the other. Stroud was a big sure. exception to that. For sure. I mean, Bryce Young, I don't know. Would you be more optimistic or less optimistic about second year with Bryce Young? It has to be more optimistic. I'd rather only go in because... with Bryce Young. I'd rather go in if, if I was the Patriots and let's say the Bears take Marvin Harrison and they get Caleb Williams or Drake May. That would excite me more than Yeah, Kenny but Pickett I think right now Tannehill. their quarterback room is not very good. And All right, let's chalk the them up. Let's chalk them up as one possibility that's more depressing than the Steelers. Ravens, Browns, Bengals? No. The, the Browns is an interesting thing for me. It I'm is. not cons- I'm not consumed with this thought that Deshaun Watson is going to be anything but what he's been. I think he's lost his fastball and everything that comes with it. They could be in a mess there. And they not could. only that, it's cost them a lot of equity and money. So, in terms of draft equity I'm talking about. But if I told you you could go into next season with Deshaun Watson or Kenny Pickett and Ryan Tannehill, well, I, I still think there's more upside with Pickett than I see Watson right now. Okay. I'm, I'm not a big believer in Deshaun Watson at all. All right, then that's two. Patriots and Browns. Texans, no. Jags, no. Colts, I'd rather go in with Anthony Richardson. Well, we don't know about him yet. No, we don't. But we're talking about would you be more excited going into a year to find out about him or Pickett? I'm, I'm going to call, that, I'm gonna call that a push for me. Titans. Leave us in butthead. <laughs> <laughs> right? What would you do there? They got Go some major. Him. I'd rather have him than Pickett. Uh, Will Levis, if you take the one game away, I, I haven't seen enough of him to make me think he's going to be a franchise quarterback at all. Me neither, but that's still not the question. Would you rather have him going into no, the I'd, season? No, I'll take Pickett season? on that. Wow. You would? Yeah, I would take Pickett Everything on that. I, I think, saw I think from Kenny Levis. Pickett is going to be better than you think this year. Is it good enough? Probably not now. But if I see improvement enough to make me think, I think he's. I think in time he'll be better than Levis. Yes. Okay, so that's three for you, and then we get to the West, where you have Kansas City, obviously, Chargers, obviously, and then maybe the Raiders and Broncos. Depressing. Raiders <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I mean Aiden O'Connell. I don't even know you know, what they do with him. So Steelers are bottom five. In do you the think AFC. Mason Rudolph can get one of those jobs? Would would a team be interested, like one of the two you just mentioned? Maybe. Maybe. No, I think I think Sean Payton is wed to uh, Stidham, Jared Stidham. Uh, he seems to like him. He may like but him. But that may be but, a spot where Rudolph could go and compete. Yeah. 
So we're talking bottom five most depressing in the AFC Steelers quarterbacks. As it currently looks, yes. And Tannehill would just be, ugh. He's horrible, Bob. What do you mean? He's what they would want as a veteran who's been it. He knows Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith knows him. I'm sure he has a lot. The reason this is coming up because of Arthur Smith, right? Yes. He had him. He knows him. He thinks he could be of help. He may be of help in that he doesn't present a a, a, a legit challenge to Kenny Pickett, but his veteran expertise, if you want to call it that, can help him, I guess. Remember his last playoff game where he fell apart against the Bengals and threw three picks in that game? Tannehill? Mm-hmm. Just horrendous. This past year was horrendous. And they promise real competition. That's not it. That's a that that would be a veteran sort of caretaker behind Pickett. A little not even an insurance policy. I at least want a guy that I'd be excited about if he came into the game. I even think Rudolph might qualify there. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather if if I'm them, I'm seriously trying to get Rudolph done before he gets to be a free agent. I don't think they're doing that, though. Do you? I hope they're doing it. I don't know. They have an exclusive. Doesn't seem like it. Based supposedly on an exclusive window, which yeah. means you can talk to him now until whatever you want to talk to him. And, he seems and, determined to test the market, and they seem determined to let him. Well, if that's the case, then he won't be here. One word for the Steelers' immediate future at 412-928-9370. Bob's is bleak, which is a great word. Mine is depressing, which you could say is synonymous with bleak, couldn't you, Bob? Yeah, and we're talking about in the context of Super Bowl championships. That's how I would look at it. You know, I, I just think it's very difficult to compete. Mm, I'm just talking in general. I think they're going to always be a contender. I do. I, I think they have enough on their team to be a contender. For but, what? For a playoff spot. So is almost everybody else, plus 44% okay. of the teams actually but make I, the I playoffs. Think, I, but I think that's, that's, to me, that's, that's, that's the nature of starts. depressing. The next level would be, does your quarterback take you to a level that can make you win playoff games? That's where that's what this season is going to be all about for Kenny Pickett. Let's hit the lines for a little bit, Nelly, and I've been remiss in not saying hello to you today. I'm very sad uh, that Ron's not here, as is Bob. Bob is in Ron's seat. There's a cloud. And I could put my feet up, and Ron's you not going to have anything, anything to say about it. Today, Hello, Ron. <laughs> Who do we got? Is he is he in a Speedo already one day into this, you think? Yeah, and I think he's already got a beer of 10 in his hand, don't you? <laughs> I don't know. Early morning beer is not my... Do you think he's listening? Yes. I don't. You don't think so? I don't I think, think he, he can is. hook up the internet to I mean, listen. <laughs> well, that's true. That might be the reason. Nelly? Uh, let's go to Dave in York. What's your word, Dave? Hey, Joe. I almost uh, I almost threw up when you said Ron in the speedo, but uh, my one word would be stuck. Mm, that's a good word. That's a this good team, word. This team is stuck in mediocrity. They're stuck in the middle. They're stuck with poor culture. They're he stuck even with invented a new word, analysis. Bob. I know. Mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. And they're stuck with Kenny Pickett and Mike Tomlin. And I, I was sitting here thinking, what has Bill Belichick done without Brady? And what has Andy Reid done without Mahomes? Well, Andy Reid did go to yeah, he Super Bowl. Yeah, he had Donovan McNabb. They went there, and, and, you know, he had some pretty good teams in Philadelphia. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Winning, however, took place. But he's been, a, I think, a legendary coach all the way through. I but always I always thought, take the great quarterback over the great coach. Well, yeah, Every single time. but when you have both together, you know, now you got something going. Then you have some magic. Um, 
here's the thing is that the is that Mike Tomlin benefits unbelievably from the low expectations surrounding his team. Ron and I have talked about this many times. You know, some people might phrase it as, you know, a prisoner of low expectations. No, he's a benefactor of low expectations. Every single season these days, the Steelers are picked around eight and a half over under. Next year, they're 75 to one, 100 to one, pick last in the division. So once again, nobody in the national media ever asks, how much does Mike Tomlin have to do with the low expectations around that team every year? Like, what's the problem? Why doesn't anybody expect anything from the Steelers anymore? And does Tomlin have anything to do with that? Instead, they look at the low expectations and how he slightly exceeds them or meets them, and they praise him wildly for doing that. And the same thing is going to happen next year. So stuck is a great word. Yeah, we I, already, I would we say already stuck know is a very ha- good word. Yeah, we know what's going to happen next year. It's no mystery. They're either going to start like crap and then get hot, or they're going to start hot and then fall apart. Both recipes have been in play over the last several years, Bob. And then they're not going to win a playoff game again. I mean, it could be. That's what the odds makers are going to say, and that's what the over and under line will, will start at. Uh, and that has to change. And Well, it ain't changing. A newsflash. It's not the, changing. The only way it's going to change is if Kenny Pickett takes his game to the level that's that the ha- only that's way. That's the only right. way it's going to do it. You have to have very elite quarterback play to compete for championships. It's simple as that. Yeah, there are a few exceptions to that, but mostly you have to have somebody who's going to put in the kind of year that features 30-some touchdowns, 10 interceptions, you know, and, and winning games. I still, like I said, I have hopes for him. I do. I, I, I've seen things from him that make me think he can do it. It's not been consistent enough. I'd be curious to see him, you know, with a with a real coordinator in a real system. I'm just not convinced even then that it's going to happen. I'm also not convinced that I would want to even take that chance if I had a better alternative. And the other thing about Tomlin is it's amazing, again, nationally, how nobody looks at this and says, last five years the Pittsburgh Steelers offense has turned into – Really an embarrassment, unless Ben was doing it by himself at times. 30th, 24th, 23rd, 23rd, and 25th. And this is with a very good ground game, too, the last couple of years. If you no, look at l- let me look at – yeah, you're right. They have a decent ground game. Let's go points. 18-7 with Ben, 22-24-21. And Tomlin is the, is the man above – all others responsible for that mess, right? He's the man in charge. Now, I w- I'd like to know. But he's cast as the guy who overcame that mess, not the guy who caused it. Well, I mean, those who follow it know that he has a big say in what they do from the draft point of view and and, and everything. He has his hands on it. That's, that's how it is. Um, he picks his own coordinators. And again, he was the guy who wanted uh, Randy Fickner and Matt Canada both without any sort of play-calling experience. And so now this year they get a guy who's done that. Will it make a difference? We'll see. 49ers players made an incredible admission after this game. An incredible admission. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what you would have done with that overtime coin toss, all of that coming up. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. 
It's the first post-Ron show, so it's it's depressing as that word comes up again, Bob. <laughs> you were crying on the way in, and so was I. Well, I'm I'm happy for Ron though. I'm so happy am I. he's made things uh, on his own terms. He went through it. He set it all up. He's doing what he wants to do. It was very meticulously planned, wasn't it? Oh, just like everything he does. I mean, he, he had this book. going for a year. He probably had that journal already figured out. You know exactly how it was going to go. Final yeah. column to appear right. Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday, which he, was a very nice column and, it was and a, a fitting column. way for him to end his yeah, career. It was a great yeah. column. And every day he puts in in his little calendar what he did that day. Now he only needs one word for the rest of his life. <laughs> that's right. Drank, right? Yep, that's it. And September thirtieth, drank. <laughs> October twenty third, drank. What a life! I'm jealous. I am really jealous of him right now. Yeah, well, but I'm you don't want to. But what you. you don't want to do is you know get to the point where it happens. You know, you, you still have years and days to live, man. You got to do it every day. What did the 49ers players say after the game that absolutely blew my mind? I'll tell you that coming up first. J.P. Roofing and Siding, Joe Potochnik, what a man he is. Um, he started in this business 42 years ago. Sat down, had a very private and courageous conversation with his mustache. They needed to, to decide... <laughs> What they were going to do with their lives. And, and the mustache, I believe, actually spoke up first, Bob, and said, let's start a roofing and siding company. Joe agreed reluctantly, but look now. Look 42 years later, nationally recognized. Platinum preferred, not an easy designation to get. They went out to my house a couple times, did great work at my house. They fixed what was wrong. I never worried about it again. $500 off any roofing or siding installation right now at J.P. Roofing and Siding. Give them a call, 412-829-7711. That's 829-7711. Fan weather brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Fiat. No, I'm sorry. That was 50-minute mark, which is brought to you by Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township. Um, we also have to get to the halftime show, which I know Bob loved. A lot of people loved. I didn't know what the hell was going on. The commercials we'll get to. Fan weather uh, brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Partly cloudy and a high of 50 today. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. I don't know, Bob. Does that create different expectations when it's the Joe show? I like the Joe show. Something feels very the strange. The Joe show. That sounds good. Can you clip him saying that? I'd rather have him than that guy they just had. <laughs> I think that was Steve Wilson. What? He's great. But Bob saying the Joe show. Get ready to clip this, Nelly. Bob, can you say that again? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Joe show yes. on 93.7 The Fan. Oh, I ruined it. Can you say it one more time, Bob? <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Joe Show on 93.7 The Fan. Listen to that voice. Huh, Nelly? You don't like the... That, that's one of my favorite videos ever. The I forget the football player's name. He's asking the trainer to hype him up, and the trainer slaps him across the face <laughs> the first <laughs> time, and, he's, and he says, that ain't good enough. Come on, Joe. And then he smacks him again, and he goes, oh, thank you, Joe. Well, then let's have a new opening to the show. Incorporate that plus the Bob thing. Let's let's spice this up a little, Nelly. Can we? Are you in tomorrow? I'm not in tomorrow. No, but All I can right. spice it up. Bob, I never know who's in as my as the next producer. It's problematic, isn't it? Yeah, it is kind of interesting. You got rotating chairs going on. We have Nelly. We have City. Oh my God! Did you guys see the commercial for Mr. P yesterday for Pringles? Yeah. Mr. P. I texted City Limits right away. I put a Twitter poll up last week. Our friend Austin, should his nickname be City Limits or Mr. P for Austin P, the school? He doesn't like Mr. P because I shortened it to just calling him P. No, I don't like it either. You don't like no. Mr. P? I like City Limits. But when that commercial came on, there now is a well-known Mr. P. Well, I mean, that would give it a little bit more credibility, but it's still not good enough. I'd like City Limits. This has possibilities here. I don't think he wants this to happen, but it might have to. Bob, guess what? What? The 49er players didn't know how the overtime rules worked. That's just hard for me to believe. Eric Armstead, I didn't even know about the new playoff overtime rules, so it was a surprise to me. I didn't even really know what was going on in terms of that. What? Kyle Yusick. Is that how you say his name, Bob? Yusick. Yusick. You know what? I didn't even realize the playoff rules were different in overtime. I assume you just want the ball to score a touchdown and win. I guess that's not the case. I don't totally know the strategy there. We hadn't talked about it. No. Really? You hadn't talked about it? These guys didn't I find know that what hard was to believe going too. on here? I, I can't believe that they would admit it, and I also don't believe that it wasn't talked about. Every coach goes, they have to go over these procedures. They have to know. They have two weeks. Chris Jones from the Chiefs said we talked about the new overtime roles for the past two weeks. R Justin Reed said we talked about it all year starting in training camp. How in the they, world? It's the same rule they've been using in overtime, you know, that you each get a possession. But that's not regular season rules. You each get a possession in regular season rules. It's the exact same? Yes. This year was the new member because you could, they made a change. I thought you could win it with a touchdown. No? I'm wrong about uh, no, that? No, I think you each get a possession. From my understanding, both teams get a possession. Um... That was the way it was. Wasn't it? Now you're <laughs> no confusing what. me. Now we're confused. No matter what, if the 49ers scored a touchdown, the Chiefs. Right. The it was because of the, the game with the Bills and the Chiefs the previous year. The one thing I didn't understand was the clock was winding down and what? nobody was calling a timeout. That, yeah, it was down. They scored that wait touchdown with six here. seconds wait, left. Wait a second right? here. In the regular season, it says no more than one 10 minute period will follow a three-minute inter intermission. So first of all, the game ends, which these guys probably don't know either. Each team must possess or have the opportunity to possess the ball, the exception if the team that gets the ball first scores a touchdown on the opening possession. What are you guys talking about? I don't know. Maybe I'm just as bad as the players then. I, I, all I know is they're supposed to know this. The coaches, I can't believe that Kyle Shanahan did not go over this with that team. Not only that, if you listen to Bill Vinovich to start the overtime, he went through the entire procedure. So if you're on the field, you have to 
if you're engaged in this, you have to know what it was for this game. Multiple San Francisco players said they were not aware that the overtime rules are different in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. You guys are freaking me out here. Which, Nelly, which, how could you not know this? New playoff overtime rules. Both teams will have the opportunity no, no, to possess the I know the, the playoff ball. overtime rules. You yes. said they were different in the regular or the same in the regular season. I didn't say that. Yes, you yes, did. Yes, we did. We both did. Anyway, I'll tell you what. When the, when the game was going down to the end of that first overtime, it was good that Romo spoke up because a lot of people, we were having a discussion in our living room. Right. Like, I'm like, what no, happens this if doesn't the end. Clock, you know, it doesn't yeah, end. Everyone would possession. say, yes, it does. It's the same possession. Right. So, but anyway, that goes back to the coin toss. Okay, let's talk about the coin toss. And if you're, you know. What would you have done? I would have deferred. I think you always do that. It's better for me to find out what you're going to do so I know what I have to do. For example, if you have, and they did, a fourth down play, which they did not try to go for it, they kicked a field goal. If it's reversed and Kansas City scores a, a field goal to start, now you know. So you would have kicked off. Yes, yeah. I would have had Kansas City had the ball first. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't you? This is a tough one for me because I heard Shanahan's reasoning. The reason that they took the ball was because he wanted to have a chance to basically win the game in the top of the second inning. You know what I mean? He, he as as he said, he wanted two. So he thought he'd get two possessions. He, well, he thought if they if we both do the same thing on our first possession, then we get a chance to end the game, and they don't get in at bat. Right. We can win the game in the top of the I, I second inning. I think that's inning. assuming a lot. I don't know. It is. I, it is. And I was convinced by the morning show guys that in the end, you want on your possession to know exactly what you need to do. Right? So after the Niners get the ball, the Chiefs know. They have, uh, yeah. So you, you can dictate. You, you, Michael Jordan has the ball last type of thing. So you can right? either extend the game or try to win the game, but it's on it's, your terms. It's all on your terms. Right. So you're, you're relinquishing those terms. Now, other people said Shanahan was looking at his defense, which was gassed from that drive late in regulation. Plus, you don't want to give the Chiefs, who seem to be in an incredible rhythm, the ball right away again. I understand that. It wasn't the easy call that people make it, but in the end, I agree with you. And I agree with you that he should have kicked off. I don't look at it as a historical gaffe because I know what he was thinking. But I would have kicked right. off. Having said that, they still were fourth and one, had a chance to end the game right then and there. They could have done it. Exactly. And they also had a chance to stop a team from going 75 yards on 13 plays, and they didn't. Marquez Scantling made one of the worst plays in Super Bowl history. It was like he was channeling Deontay Johnson. He caught a ball and started running backwards. <laughs> I saw that, and I thought of you immediately. <laughs> and it was then it was second and 14, and I'm like, that – he actually lost 11 yards from where he was. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that's going to go down as one of the worst plays in Super Bowl history if they lose on this possession, especially on this right now. Uh, but, of course, Mahomes made up for it, like he always does. He always I think does. he hit Rasheed Rice. again, his numbers got way better as the game went on, and San Francisco had a chance to put their you know, foot on the, the, the throat there early in the game, and they couldn't do it. Too many missed opportunities, too many gifts, and you allow him to do it. What would you have done, Nelly, with the coin toss? He's a Bucks fan, Bob, by the way. Nelly. Well, he's going to love Baker Mayfield making $40 million a year. Uh, you guys were talking about depressing quarterbacks room. If he leaves, that's going to be a Will he leave? Where's he going to go? They don't, I don't think they have the cap space to afford something like that and try to keep Mike Evans as well. 
Would you have kicked or taken the ball? I probably would have kicked. Yeah, I think ultimately that was uh, that was the right move, Bob. I have other questions. Are you ready for this? A little round of Super Bowl questions? Let's go. Would you like to do that next? Yeah. Um, questions such as, would you have gone for one more play at the end of regulation with six seconds left if you were the Chiefs? What did we think of Tony Romo's performance? And, of course, the one that lit up Twitter – what about Travis Kelsey's uh, rage on Andy Reid? We'll talk about all of that coming up next. I have some Super Bowl questions for Bob Pompiani today. Shall we, Bob? Let's go. End of regulation. Chiefs are down to six seconds after an incompletion to the raging Travis Kelsey in the end zone. Do you go for one more play there? Or do you kick the field goal like they did? I go for one more play. Even without timeouts. Mm -hmm. Timeouts are gone. Yep. Man, that's risky, Bob. It is, but it's Pat Mahomes. I trust him. I think, and I'm a go-for-it kind of guy when it comes to football, I think I take the easy field goal, and, and because I have Mahomes, take my chances in overtime. I think he made the right decision. I was thinking Andy Reid would go for one more, but I think he thought too much could go wrong here. They hadn't been great down at that end of the field inside the no, 10. Mahomes no. on the previous possession got sacked. He got sacked as he was trying. Yeah, I thought he was going to make something happen. He didn't. He got sacked. So, yes, I, I think I think I reset. I feel like I've controlled the game way more in the second half. I feel like I'm I'm in good shape. Let's just get to overtime now. I don't have a problem with that. That's what he did. But if you're asking me, I would have tried to squeeze one more in there. What did you think of Tony Romo's performance in this game? He's taken a lot of heat. They are. Uh, we're going to get to the Kelsey raging on Andy Reid's sideline incident in a minute here. He never addressed it. Other than to, he talked about, well, uh, he talked about the other tight end and uh, something about a swim move. Yeah, what about the fact that Travis Kelsey just ran into his coach and raged in his face? Any opinion on that, Tony? Yeah, I thought they ignored that, and that was a bit on Twitter. That they was never one showed of the it things, again no. until halftime, and it was huge. I mean, he nearly knocked him down. Uh, a terrible look for me. I didn't. I didn't like that on Travis Kelsey's part. He looked like uh, he was all roided what about up and Romo? raged up. I know he I, did. I would have. Uh, yeah, you have to talk about it. What about Romo's overall performance? I mean, the expectations for him when he first had his – he is a victim of his first-year success. I think people expect that all the time. It's hard to do. I thought he talked too much at times, um, especially in big moments. Sometimes you don't need to do that. But overall, I, I, I thought he was not what I expected to, him to be. Meaning? Meaning I expected more – uh, of what he did when he first came on the scene, which is diagramming plays sometimes before they happen. Tell me what to expect. Tell me why there aren't any holding calls against Kansas City when there should have been. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of things I would have looked forward to more. I thought he was better in this game than he has been over the past couple of years where he seemingly has lost his mind and turned into a cartoon character. Like, just... Going off. Why the was rails. he better for you? Because I thought he did a little more of what you liked him for, which was telling us what might happen on a play, really breaking down um, the action, which is his job, like giving us an inside view 
of what might happen, what's supposed to happen, why something didn't happen, although I agree with you, he could have told us more about everybody was talking about the Chiefs holding a lot. Oh, my goodness. If that were a Steeler game, that's all people would be talking about. But there yeah. was a lot of it going on, and they elected not to call hardly any of until it. Until overtime, where they called a whole so, on so, team, right. which really ticked me <laughs> off. But I think this, this the, the too much talking part, I definitely agree with you on. And you've called games, so I'll, I'll be curious to hear what you thought of this. My favorite announcers of all time were Madden and Summerall. Swan, touchdown, or Brookshire, if you want to go back that far, yeah. but Summerall. Swan, touchdown, and then let the crowd take over the broadcast. Let's soak in the moment together. If we have this full clip of the winning touchdown, a lot of people thought that Romo should have just shut up. Let's talk about it. Let's hear it. Well, that's weird. All right. Hold on one second. Nelly's struggling in there right now, Bob. It's not loading up. It's not loading up. Should we help him? Yeah, I mean, it, it was just, again, let the moment go. There's enough crowd noise and enough. When you're doing television, there's enough pictures on the screen to tell the story without you having to tell it. Right. Radio may exactly. be a different story. Especially when you have a powerful voice like Nance. Right? Yeah, you just let it breathe for a second. Okay, Nelly, hit it. It's the end of the first quarter, and you move to the second quarter. That's right, because I can only feel the number of people out there being like, what's going on? First and goal. Mahomes swings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? No. And they go no, get Hartman no. and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career, he's been waiting for. He's won Super Bowls, but he's never had it in an overtime. No. He is the best. He it's, is the- it's way too much. It's way – It's they just won the Super Bowl on an overtime touchdown. I the thought breakdown the line was cool. I mean, I liked it, but that Kansas can wait. City jackpot. You're in Vegas. Boom, let it breathe. And then you can go back and do all of that. I agree. So if you were doing the play-by-play there and you're Nance, don't you want that moment? I mean, you're really – That's the moment. That's the You're, you're the guy. Moment. You're the quarterback of the broadcast, right? Jackpot. Well, I mean, in those moments, I think whoever's doing the color commentary needs to understand it and just – Again, everything he said was fine. He just said it too soon. That's all I thought. There's a moment to do it. After you see the pictures, there's all that noise. Let it breathe. It's a euphoric walk-off touchdown to win the Super Bowl where complete bedlam breaks out. Yeah. We're, we're all watching this happen. We don't need an X's and O's analysis. He blew it, Bob. He blew it at the end. A lot of people writing about that. Uh, Andrew Marshan, is that the guy's name? Mm-hmm. Marshan? I don't know. Yeah, he, he knows a lot about the TV business. He follows it, and he was talking about the NFL today on CBS, which only has one member signed next year yet. That's it. Right, Every- which is interesting. Um, you just want to let the moment Let the moment go. Bit. And, again, he can go back. They're going to show multiple replays. He has right. every chance to express what he said there. Just like in that moment, I almost lost track of what he was saying. I was trying to watch. I know. I didn't want, I didn't want, nobody wanted X's yeah. and O's right then. And as Marshawn wrote, he said that should have been, if anything, Nance's moment, but really our moment 
to soak it all. Nobody's listening anyway. People across America are no. either going crazy in jubilation. Or throwing the television. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, exactly. or walking out of the room or yelling at the TV. It's just horrendous timing for a veteran there. Let's hear that again, Nellie, and then let's hear a different call. Let's hear the Nance Romo call. Um, and it's just, it's so, it's so intrusive, isn't it, Bob? Is that a good word? Yeah, it's just, again, it's, 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 what he said is fine. It's just he needed to wait. That's the only criticism I have, wait. And that would be my major criticism across sports for color analysts, which is just stop talking once in a while. I don't need every single play analyzed to the nth degree. Not everyone. No. Sometimes, sometimes in hockey, it's the same thing. Just I'm watching the game. I, I don't care if some obscure defenseman, you know, just wheeled around the net. I don't need to know who it is and what he did. I'm, I'm watching it, watching the game. You know, pipe in when you have something interesting to say. Right, exactly. And, and even the play-by-play guy, I don't need that. I don't need to know every single guy who touches the puck. Let the game breathe a little bit. Anyway, here's the call. It's the end of the first quarter, and you move to the second quarter. That's right, because I can only feel the number of people out there being like, what's going on? First and goal. Mahomes swings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back home. See, and the thing about that, he went through all of that, and it's best displayed when you have pictures to back it up. He, What you heard from him was not what you saw from them. What you saw was jubilation. Great point. So that's what you have to be careful of, I think, in that role. And it's believe me, it's hard to do. There are no, a lot I'm of not, th- yeah. but But that's why they pay him. How much do they pay? Eighteen million a 18 year. Eighteen million dollars a year. How about Brady's going to get thirty-eight million a year starting next year? And maybe sometimes. You know who's going to lose out on that is Greg Olson. I love Greg Olson. I think he's really improved and is very good. Yeah. And he's going to be. Oh, I'd like to relegated. lose like he's going to lose. What could he make about ten million? I don't know. Games I don't know. Year? But I mean, he's not going to be the principal guy. Is what I'm saying. He got all the big I games know. this time. But when you're Tom Brady, you're Tom Brady. I got it. Do you think he's going to be good? I Brady, do. I yeah. do. Yes. If he can find it within him to to critique players sometimes harshly, yeah, that that's the key again. To there's the whole a way to do else. it without being uh, personal. Yeah, without you being never vicious. have to be personal yeah. or vicious. You can be critical, and the person has to understand that. Some guys don't get that though. Mm. Ex players. Let's hear a different call now. What one is this, Nelly? This one is Chris Fowler and Dan Orlovsky. They did the uh, regional for Australia and New Zealand. Here you go, Bob Fowler and Orlovsky. I didn't I'm know interested. they had it. They had a New Zealand and Australian only feed. It was on ESPN this too. Is incredible. ESPN Australia. Let, let's hear this. Clock running inside ten seconds. They have two timeouts. Can they win it right here? Mahomes on the move. Throws touchdown. Kansas City wins. Miko Hardman. Unbelievable. He's the best player I've ever seen in my life. 
Unbelievable. Mahomes magic. Yes. Yes Cements to that. His own legacy and his team's legacy. Yes to that. Good for Orlovsky. A word or two to punctuate the the crowd noise. The crowd noise is what you need there. Right. The scene. Yeah, it's all visual. I thought that was a pretty good call. Yeah. I thought Nance's call was was perfect. You know? Mm-hmm. Nance always has something up his sleeve for a moment like that. And yeah. you have to. You have to know where you are, your surroundings, everything about it. Jackpot right. was a nice little call in exactly. Vegas. And it should have it should have been allowed to stand alone and breathe a little bit. Can you imagine if Ken Dryden jumped in on Al Michaels? Do you believe in miracles? Well, that was the right floor check there, Al. And, and it was a, it was a dump in down behind they the just net. Won and the the Stanley wheeled Cup. around, and, and uh, Jim Craig could have played that puck. He could have played it off the glass. I think that's the right thing to do in that situation. You know? No, I agree. It's just you got to let it happen. Pat Summerall was real good at that. He he called, and I'll tell you another guy. Joe Buck's good at it too. He knows when to not talk. Yes, he's good at it. Maybe when you're making that kind of money. That Romo is, you you know, you feel compelled. I just think a, his exuberance gets like the that. best of him, though. He has to know, you know, when to use that and when not to use that. Exuberance, ego. Oh, that may be too, but. Things like that. I don't know, but it's, come on, buddy. Come on. 412-928-9370. You want to weigh in on the broadcast and especially Tony Romo. Question number three, Bob, are you ready for this? And we just talked about it a little bit. What about Travis Kelsey's rageful um, assault of Andy Reid? I don't know if I'd go that far, but it took over. It took over social media, yeah. and I can tell you the people in my household. There's some big Taylor Swift fans. We had a little Super Bowl party, <laughs> and they're like, as soon as she sees what he did, she's going to break up with. A lot him. of people felt that way. Yeah, like that's what I'm going to get. This yeah. guy's going to lose yeah, his mind? Yeah. Well, I hope if I don't, don't bring the trash out, is that going to happen? <laughs> right. I don't want him to come at me like that. What did you make of it? I didn't like it at all. I thought it was a terrible look. Uh, there's a way to express yourself without doing what he did there to his head coach. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. I thought it was bad. I thought it was crazy. Like, I was trying to imagine and it was, somebody doing that he had to, to be to held back Tomlin and, or Chuck Knoll or yeah, just, Belichick. Like, what are we doing here? It was Martinez Zimmer-esque. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, you know, some people called it that, like an older guy that, of course, he's not that old compared to us, Bob, that but, much older. No, but he's also, but, you know, the guy's coming at him, you know, he's. If they dude. lose, is it a much bigger story? And if they, especially if they yes. lose and he doesn't have a great game, which yeah. he wound up having. He did have a good game. And maybe that's why he had a good game. Maybe he said, I want the ball. I don't know what you're doing. Whatever the case may be. A lot of people thought he shouldn't have played. I I wouldn't go that far. No. I wouldn't have benched him. I'm God, trying to no. win a championship. Yes. If you do that, you have more questions to answer. I think Andy Reid ha- handled it well. I think what I was surprised at is that Travis Kelsey in a post-game interview, I, I said, I was brought, that was brought up, and he said, oh, you saw that? No, come on. There are 115 I think he was cameras. He said, that. Well, he said, I just I wanted to let him that. know how much I love him. And yeah. then Reed said something similar to that, like he just wants to win. Uh, it was a bad look. And I do get it. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen in no, sports. But, it, was but, just, it was disrespectful and sort of ridiculous, right? Yeah, totally. And, and the game was still close. It wasn't, it wasn't necessary to me. He could have gone up to him in a lot of different ways. And if you're animated, fine. But he looked like he wanted to just throw him down. Had to be held back. Yeah. 
It was it was nuts. All right, we talked about the overtime kickoff, what we would have done. So now I want you to give a grade to Brock Purdy's performance, Bob. The other quarterback, what did we think of him? Again, missed opportunity. I thought he did, for the most part, very well for someone who's been there for the first time. He's not the reason they didn't. Uh, first of all, McCaffrey fumbles in the red zone. Yeah, That's three points minimum right there, and, and that took points off the board. Uh, what happened after the uh, the muff punt was an immediate score. You know, I mean, those are f- two possessions right there gone. I thought the, you know, to me he was just a victim of Steve Spagnuolo count- dialing up some really good plays in critical points of this game. Yeah. I thought he, I thought he was okay. I didn't think he was great. I thought he did a very good job. He's not the reason they lost. I know, but I always say this about goalies. If that's the highest praise you can give the guy who's playing the most important position on the field, that's not much. Well, but Ben Roethlisberger was not good in his first one, and they won anyway. You know, my point was the quarterback. He was I would say he was okay. He was okay. He's not the reason they lost. He had a couple turnover-worthy throws, I thought, and he failed to adjust on those plays, Bob. They were brilliant calls by Spagnuolo, but both those plays were – hugely critical to the game right down one was right down near the goal line and the other one forced a field goal Mm -hmm. in overtime where either you have to see it spot it or adjust to it right and he did none of the above yeah he also missed a a throw to Samuel in the end zone he got hit by Chris Jones he did but he missed the throw which would have been a touchdown yeah and I thought that the the play there were a lot of plays, like I said, the mistakes. But after they intercepted Mahomes in the second uh, half, yeah, that was they got nothing out of that. Right, they needed to get something, and I don't think he was at his best there. So, you know, they scored one touchdown in the second half. If you're going to beat Mahomes, you you probably probably need a great performance from your quarterback. The way that let I me mean, look at Mahomes' playoff losses. Joe Burrow beat him in overtime with an incredible performance in Kansas City. Brady beat him in overtime in Kansas City, what, 41 to 38 mm-hmm. with an all time performance. And the third one was the Super Bowl where he just got ransacked. That was when he got sacked like a million times. Right? Yeah. And so, then they immediately made changes to make sure that wouldn't happen again. I would say of Purdy passable, but not good enough. It's just not, you're yeah, probably not going to get it. He's done. not the reason they lost. I know, but that's. And a lot of people thought. He would be the reason they lost. If you're playing that position, you want to probably be the reason you win. I know that, but as a second-year player, that's that's a tough thing to do. Yeah, it is. But it is. I, I still think the ceiling for him is pretty high, and I think you're you know they're going to be a very good team again next year. But I, here's I, the, here's the I, thing: yeah, if you want to look straight that. at it, look at the look at the difference between him. Going to his wide receivers, Ayuk, Samuel, and Kittle, but uh, he didn't uh, go to them. No. The point is, on the other side of it, it was Mahomes. I'm taking Kelsey out of this. Justin Watson, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and anyone else in there. Right. You got big numbers from those people because the quarterback made that possible for them. Well, not really. If you combine. They didn't get big number. They got a big total number. You got a big but total all, number. Yeah. I mean, Purdy has electric playmakers all around him and they were severely lacking in explosive plays yes what was their longest play 20 24 yards and that was to the running back so he didn't he didn't engineer an offense that operated with any explosion he failed to put away the chiefs in the first half i know mccaffrey's fumble 
may have had something to do with that. I just thought he was decent. Decent and not good enough. And I think they're set at quarterback. I do. I do. Yeah. My concern with his him him was the implosion factor that I saw with him late in the year, and he certainly didn't do that. And not only do they have a good quarterback coming back, they have a cheap one coming back. They, right. they, they can still have a great team around Oh, him. there's no question. And the thing is, he's being a seventh round pick. They don't. They're not facing any kind of fifth year option situations, and they can't even. He can't even do anything until after next year. I don't think, unless they want to. Here's what I'm talking about. If you look at the numbers, take Kittle out of this, or not Kittle. Take Kelsey out of this. They took Kittle. Mahomes. Out of it. Mahomes here. This is the combined numbers. If you look at the stat sheet for Hardman, Scantling, and Watson, right. not exactly. He was nine of thirteen, 131 yards, and two scores. Okay, that's pretty good. Knowing that. Kelsey's the main man. Uh, and on the other side of it, Purdy, when he had to combine with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Kittle, total yards for those three was 86 yards. Yeah. So that's what I mean. And, that again, that's Spagnolo. You know, he limited. You look at the offenses he limited in the postseason from Buffalo to Baltimore in their places. They didn't score a lot of points, and their defense was the reason why. No one wanted to talk about their defense, but their defense – was dynamic. Their defense is elite and just had one of the greatest runs mm -hmm. you'll see. Again, they never gave up 30 points once the whole season. Now, I would argue that Buffalo sort of put it on them a little bit. Josh Allen. But, but that just makes their victory in Buffalo that much more phenomenal. They were facing a great quarterback at the height of his powers mm -hmm. who was moving up and down the field. And the Bills did put 368 yards on them, Bob. Yeah. But they only allowed one touchdown in the second half, the Chiefs did. It looked to me like Josh Allen could do anything he wanted, but they, for some reason, didn't get it done. I also think that teams gave up on the run against Kansas City too early. Buffalo, Baltimore never even well, tried I, it. And I would have given McCaffrey the ball 35 times. Yeah, I mean, especially to start the second half when they couldn't do much in those first several possessions. He didn't touch the ball. Uh, he's the offensive player of the year in the NFL. He should be the primary guy. And even those numbers, you know, you can inflate those by what happened in overtime. You got a one big – it wasn't nearly enough for me. Next question, Bob, before we get to a Bob showdown, top of the hour, it's going to be me against Nelly, Nelly against me in a huge uh, battle, is what about Kyle Shanahan's legacy? Mm. What, is he going to get another crack at the can? What does this do to him and his reputation? Well, I mean, now he's 0-3 against them. Um and this was, to me, this was the best opportunity he had against Kansas City. Well, he's 0-2 uh, against them in the Super Bowl. No, but 0-3 total. Total, and 0-3 in the Super Bowl if you include... Atlanta. Right, right. That did not have a banner no, second half there. No, so there's a lot of pressure on him. Um, you know, they got there two of the last four years. They lost twice to them. Is um, he becoming the I thought the, I thought the play calling, given what I expected from him, was not what I expected from him. It was below what I you know, thought. They should have done more with, as we talked about, McCaffrey. And they didn't do enough anything special. That one trick play notwithstanding, that almost got botched too. But it turned out to be a good play, and someone made a lot of money on it. Uh, but I, I, I thought he was outcoached again in this big game. I mean, I can't help also but look at the fact that multiple players on that team said they didn't know what the overtime rules were. Do you actually – like? If that's the case, aren't they listening? I can't believe they would not go over a situation like that. All this preparation these coaches do with their players, they wouldn't go over that? Not in a way that or made Or maybe an those impression. players weren't. Well, 
I'm just, that's just it's just stunning to me. He's Patrick Mahomes said that Hardman had no idea he won the game. That's true too. That but, but was that because he didn't know the rules or because he he said he blacked out or whatever? But he didn't know. He thought the game was going to continue. Yeah. So he, I don't know. And that's happened before. His guys have said they don't know the overtime rules after games. Is he in danger of becoming the modern day Bud Grant or Marv Levy? I, obviously he is. He's zero and two in the still Super a very Bowl. very. Very good coach in those well, so games. No, yeah. I know they're gonna get. You're gonna get. It's like what you're known for more than anything else: losing Super Bowls. Fair or not, that's the way it is. Did you see him call timeout late in the game when he thought that Steve Romo? This this was an example of good Romo. Assuming this was true, was it overtime or late? I think it was overtime when Shanahan runs in and calls a timeout. And Romo says, Steve Wilkes, their defensive coordinator, he had zero coverage. They were going to go after Mahomes, and Shanahan did not want that. And he overruled him and called timeout, and Romo said, I would have done the same thing. That was very insightful. That's the kind of stuff you expect from a guy who's played the game, and that's what I would expect from Brady moving into it and all these guys. They're supposed to tell you this. Why are they doing that? What's the reason? Right. That was really good. So Kyle Shanahan has now had – how many trips to the NFC title game? I think four. Yeah, four of them. He's a really good coach. But, man, until you get that first one, until you get that first one, that puts you in a whole different category. You know what I mean? It does. And, again, you're dealing with a quarterback who you gave nine lives to. They should have never – he should never have been in that position. They, they made too many mistakes. You invite him to do that. You, the last thing you want to do is invite Mahomes to be in a game in the third quarter. You have to be up multiple possessions and put it, and even then you're not sure. I'll tell you this about Mahomes too. He doesn't take unnecessary chances. He had one really bad mistake yesterday. That was really his only mistake of the playoffs. At the end of regulation, he was patient down by the goal line. He didn't make a stupid throw. He could have. Right. He could have, but he took a sack. Which set up another down and a, and a field goal. They knew they had three in their well, pockets. Well, set up the field goal. Yeah, that was a third down play. But I would have loved to have seen if it was 20-16 to 16 what play call they would have made there because the extra point which was missed changed the entire strategy. It right. would have forced Kansas City to go for it for everything. Two special teams gaffes and poor little Ray Ray. He right. was alert to know he that he hit alert. the guy's leg, but then instead of falling on it, he tries to pick it up. Bob, you can't do that. No. Well, first of all, he was alert because when I first saw it, I didn't think that was the case. I thought he was trying to make a play. I didn't know right. he hit the guy. Um, but, yeah, he knew it was available. He had to get it, and he didn't. He tried to pick it up. You can't do that in that situation. It's that was – and then the next play, boom. That's how many points they gave them. It was horrifying. It's time for a Bob showdown. People are excited. They listen to this from uh, – it's intergalactically listened to, Bob, from here to Uranus. Do we have a start <laughs> for this? Nelly? Yeah. Nelly's getting up to it now. Here we go with yeah, a Monday Nelly. showdown. Nelly there is no Ron Cook. <laughs> what the hell was that? Did you hear that, Bob? I did. It was you. Fishman. <laughs> my God. That sounds like a cat in heat. You did that right over my commercial read, by the way. I didn't mean to. No. I, that time I It was so loud. You can hear that know. at Uranus. My- so there's no Ron Cook around. But there's going to be Nelly versus Joe on the Joe Show. And Joe versus Nelly. And here we're going to go. During the game, during the Super Bowl, the Pirates actually made a move, which is not surprising. Normally, it's a move to get rid of somebody or something, a trade that you won't want to talk about because there's no time. Yasmani Grandel 
who's coming off a four-year, $73 million contract, signs a one-year deal for $2.5 million plus incentives. You know they have the injury to Andy Rodriguez. So, gentlemen, your take on this signing. Does it mean Henry Davis never catches? Does it mean he's the number one? Who is going to be the number one primary catcher, given the fact that Grandal is 35 and coming off an injury? I'll go first, Bob. I remain totally unconvinced that Hank Davis is going to be a catcher who will catch. I need to see him catch at all. I still wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't catch at all. We were told last year multiple times, oh, we like him as a catcher. He'll get his shot. The season was over. They had no reason not to use him, and they didn't use him. Uh, Grandal has been a really good player at times in his career, just not lately. That's the problem here, but at least they have a veteran in there who can play the position. I know that's a low bar, but that might be uh, better than what you get from Hank Davis defensively here. I'm very concerned about that. I would have preferred Gary Sanchez. I don't see why you couldn't have Grandal try to teach Davis how to catch. You know, Grandal has been in the majors for the last 11 years, so why not have Grandal try to take – Hank Davis under his tutelage. So, so this this is the Ryan Tannehill approach, just bringing a guy who can maybe help somebody but not get in the way. I don't think so. I think I I don't I agree with Joe. I don't think Davis is going to catch it all again. I will say this about Grandal: just two seasons ago, that's not that long ago, Bob. He had twenty three home runs and a nine thirty nine mm-hmm. OPS and about three hundred at bats. And he's a good defense. He's gotten better defensively. He is. Charlie, I'm glad they brought there. in a veteran. It should have been Gary Sanchez. Would I would have agree preferred with that. Yes, yeah, so if and I'm going to do the it, the Brewers did. Yeah, but the money was more significant. That's the problem. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, pay it's for always that? the problem. That's why the Brewers got the better first baseman this offseason and got the better catcher. And last I checked, they won the division by nine games last year. Expectations for the Pirates spring training begins, Charlie, this week. Expectations. The over and under, which went up from last year, is still an interesting number. At I think. Joe, it depends on what you look at, which one. But I'm 72. What? Ali, would you care? What's your question? Would you? What are your expectations, and can they do better than that? Oh, I take the over every day of the week. We know how they ended last year and carry into this year. They started 20 and nine last year. Uh, I would take the over, but I'm not nearly as confident as my friend Nelly. Not at all, Bob. There's a reason it's so low. Do you know why it's so low? Because they didn't do anything well, really they still in the offseason. Major questions of pitching. Chapman was a nice little addition, but I already love the back end of their mm-hmm. bullpen. I already like their bullpen overall. Yep. They need hitting. They need starting pitching. They, they, they do. still need a catcher. A real catcher. No, I, I don't do it confidently. I can tell you that, but I would take the over. I know that this is not going to happen. But Charlie. Blake Snell is available. He hasn't signed with anyone. I don't care what he costs. Why wouldn't you be interested in him? Nobody signed him yet. I don't know who's interested. Somebody obviously will be in time, but we're heading into spring training and there's no landing spot for him. I think it's I think it is the money. I know you you said so, to try so to what? take the money out of it, but from what I've seen, he wants an astronomical amount of money that no team has been willing to even sniff at giving him. Pirates have room to do that. Pirates have room. It's not going to happen, Nelly. We all know that. But I see his projection here at five years, $135 million. Which is doable. It's doable, yes. And it gives you somebody. pump your payroll You can have him, Keller, and Skeens for the next several years if you wanted to. That's the kind of move I would love to see. Right. That's what I'm saying. 
and it doesn't make you in a negative situation where your your salary can use a bump up. Even with that contract, if you do it, it's still going to be less than a hundred million dollars. Twenty-seven million a year. Splurge for once. You still have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Get rid of a different contract to make a little room for it. They don't have to get rid of anything. Just I'm give him twenty-seven million. Who cares? Would that make him the highest-paid player in Pirates history oh, on a yearly salary? Of course, salary? yes, of course. And it's about time they do something like that. I agree with. All you. All right, state of the Penguins. Now, you can say it's February. They still have over 30 games left, Joe Starkey. However, they are nine points behind third place in the division. They are seven points out of a second wild card. And they just came off a two-game road trip where they got zero points and only scored three goals. State of the Penguins for you. In one word? In one word. Depressing. The same one I use for the Steelers. (laughs) Uh, But maybe a better word would be desperate. Well, why didn't we see that? On this road trip. We saw it at spurts. We didn't see it at the beginnings of games. And I go back to the end of the game the other night against Winnipeg where Carlson and Malkin decided to play catch at the point with time tick, tick, ticking away. It was eight seconds. Yeah. It was like nobody was moving. I couldn't understand it. The power play is an absolute – it's a national tragedy, their power play. It's so hard to watch. And it doesn't get any better. And Malkin, and I'm a big Malkin defender over the years, he still can be a useful player, but he's cast as a star here, even though he's on the second power play now, and it's becoming painful to watch. It's sad in a way. For you? No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. It's If I had told you, Charlie, that they'd have one of the best defensive metrics five on five, if they were one of the best in reducing goals scored against them, if they had solid goaltending, you would have expected them to win their division based on the talent they have. But it's the offense that's been the problem. Especially with the Metro being as bad it has has it been this year. The only two teams that are locks to make it right now, in my mind, are the Rangers and the Hurricanes. The- Philadelphia is in a rebuild and are nine points ahead of the Penguins. I think they'll fall back to earth. They have to. I thought so, point. too. But they're still nine points ahead of the Penguins. The, uh, for the Flyers, I think the, the Penguins have four games in hand. So there's a math real quick. Bob, eight-point swing. Do we need to start rethinking about Kyle Dubas's offseason? I mean, you with can, people like R- Riley Smith, with, Ryan Graves specifically. This man over here is a Devils fan who warned me about Ryan Graves. Did you? you I did when uh, they signed Ryan Graves. It was Ron, a big contract too. Yeah, Ron Cook. He said uh, that I like that Ryan Graves guy, and I said, "Give it, I give it a month into the season. You're not going to." How many of these off-season acquisitions have really helped them, Bob? Like, been really good. I've been disappointed with Riley Smith, disappointed with Graves, disappointed. I mean, Achari and Nieto are both injured. Uh, and I know. mean, they've combined still, even in their injuries, for 61 games, and they've combined eight points, but they have been injured. And I think Raquel has been a huge disappointment, by the way. Even the things that Ron Hextall did right, he did wrong. Right. It looked like Raquel was a good move, and now he is just he's broken. I think the best move that Dubas did was bring in Nedeljkovich to be the backup. And Lars Eller looks, you know, he he's delivered what was expected. But yeah, I do. Like I, ironically, it's been like a Dubas reversal from Toronto, where he made some really good moves and had a good roster, but can never get the goaltending right. He comes here and gets the <laughs> goaltending right, and he screws up the roster. Which leads us to Jake Gensel. Still nothing. We're getting closer and closer to the trade deadline. How much of this is? kind of 
evolving in terms of where they are as they get closer to the deadline. Let's assume they make up no ground. They're just almost in the same exact boat here. Still reachable, but not quite. Do you sign Gensel long-term? I'm thinking about trading him now more. Because there's not much else Be- you can trade at this point to bring in assets, right? In a way, it doesn't make sense not to go for it all the time as long as you have Sidney Crosby. But I'm on the Rob Rossi plan now, which is not rebuild, but reboot for next year. So that way, you're not you're – not giving up on the idea of, hey, we have a little window here with with mm-hmm. vintage Sid still. But we're admitting now where that window but is the, not as open as we want it to be for now. You're admitting that it's not open this year right. but could reopen next year. Based on the move you make. Yes, yeah, so let's reboot for next year. I, I'm starting to think that might be the wise decision here. Nelly? I would agree with trading Gensel. I mean, with what the, the trades that we've seen already in the season, everybody's going for a first-round pick, and the Penguins – prospect system is not good in any way shape or form one of the bottom in the league well you're going to need more than so the first you're round gonna pick first I, you're going to need some players i, I, need I don't players. Make that yeah, i need i, need I ain't making that play unless i get play some, and help right. me next year exactly next or year what they could do is they could get a first round pick for gensel plus like a, a neck extra draft pick and a couple prospects and then at the draft flip the first that you get for somebody under team control who kind of fits in that window but Here's the thing. It may be a limited amount of teams that could make a deal for the Penguins right now, only because you, you're dealing with a guy who's at the end of a contract. Mm-hmm. They don't do sign and trades like they do in the NBA. But no, you get, but you'd have to know. Market. You'd have yeah. to know if you're in that boat what you're dealing with. And if it's a rental situation, to me, the price goes down. You're not going to be able to get as much. I think. And Carlson's been a disappointment, just to add Yes, he has. That. I mean, he got rid of a lot of cap space, which was good. They got rid of dead contracts, which was good. But he has not done what I had expected him to do. Still time to do it. We'll see. All right. I want to ask you about what we saw from Morgan Riley. You saw the play, I'm sure. It brought back memories of Dale Hunter on Pierre Turgeon. When Morgan Riley, Ottawa's winning a game. Player goes in for an empty net goal. Takes a wicked slap shot from five feet away into the empty net. Morgan Riley doesn't like it. And he gives him a cross check to his face. He was immediately summoned to an in-person Department of Player Safety uh, meeting, which means he's going to get suspended. But for me, the question is how many games? What's right in this situation? I don't remember. Hunter got a lot of games. I'm quite, I don't remember how many exactly. I think he was, it was a lot. He was suspended for the rest of the playoffs that year, I think. Or that was the same. I think it was more than that. I think he went um, into the next year. But regardless, how many? He's, he's not a violent offender. He's done this a lot. But what would you give that? How many? Uh, Bob, I'll be honest with you. I hadn't seen it until this second. It's not like he, the guy at least saw him coming and he didn't take cross checked him in the face, Joe, after know, the play but, was but over. It, the Turgeon play was very, very, very different from that. But it's the same he thing. Clo- blind lo- blindside clothesline. It's after a play it was, was over, the game was done. I hear you. It was dirty, but it wasn't the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. In I hockey. didn't say that. It brought no. back memories of that play to me. It was Give after. Him a game. Give him a game. Game? Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, so in the NHL, when they're offered an in-person hearing, that's a minimum of five Minimum. Games. I'm saying yeah, he ten. he asked me what I would do. Oh, what you would do. Yeah. I'm giving him ten. Ten? Ten. I would do six to eight. Oh, wow. But what, you guys will, have but gone overboard. what will here. happen and what should happen are two totally separate things with George Paros as the head of the uh, – Yeah. I, now, where someone on the Penguins would take exception to what somebody does, by the way, Bob. <laughs> 
Don't you? Yeah, not to that degree. I'm not going to cross-check someone in the face. Why not? They get cross-checked <laughs> in the face, cross-checked in the back of the spine. Every, I think that's redundant, actually. Um, their stars still get abused, and they still do nothing about it. I'd like to see them have a pulse like that. Once All right, in a so while. you say you'd give them only one game. Yeah. Now you say six to eight, I say ten. We'll see what happens. That the, that decision should be forthcoming. I want to talk about the wasted management golf tournament too, because record crowds, drinking increased. I've never seen a shutdown of alcohol, but we saw that now on two straight days. There, we saw people acting like complete imbeciles. There's talk that the PGA Tour doesn't like this and may do something about that tournament. Number one, that'll never happen. It's too much of a moneymaker. Too many people go. Number two, the live would move right in and take up that. What's your take on that behavior at golf tournaments, Joe? Knowing that, typically, you don't see that at events. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture right now of a guy double-fisting a beer well, that and yelling at the top of his lungs. I'm all for it. In fact, I'd like Morgan Riley to show up at this <laughs> tournament, Bob. I'm all for rowdy golf. Um, Come on. As long as there's no you know, violence or somebody's in, in danger. Was there any of that at this thing? Well, there were fights. There Good. were multiple fights. There should be fights, crowds, no, mud, fights. alcohol, uh, and lots of it at golf. Golf a, is a little bit too what for me? A little bit stuffy? too highfalutin. Yeah, stuffy. Uh, get out of here with that. I like my golf the way it was in, what was the Adam Sandler movie? Happy Gilmore. Thank you, Nelly. Yeah. No, I think they should keep this and increase the alcohol sales. Nelly? I agree wholeheartedly. It, it makes it, for lack of a better word, more fun. No, it doesn't. But like in, no, it doesn't. in moderation. It doesn't make There is obviously a lot. Fun for who? You, you ruined it for a lot of people. All over the course, shirtless fans found muddy hills to slide down. <laughs> shirtless fan leaped into a bunker on the 16th hole and did There's sand angels. Sand angels, yeah. Yeah, I nice. definitely I definitely want to see more of this. Bob. You're you're wrong. I'm not see on less the course it. like the guys going in the the bunkers and I don't have sand a problem angels. with that. that is... Once in a while, if a guy wants to jump drunkenly jump into a bunker, I'm I'm for that. When there's nobody around the yeah, hole. As long as nobody's taking a shot from there, Bob. All right, I'm going to give you uh, a state. I want you to tell me what you think the state of the PGA Tour is. And then I'm going to reveal for you ratings. Yeah. So far, the winners this year on the PGA Tour are Chris Kirk, Grayson Murray, Nick Dunlap, Matthew Pavon, Wyndham Clark, and Nick Taylor. Okay? Mm hmm. Are you familiar with any of those players? Do you care? No. I only watch golf. Is the so quality of tips. golf better? Without some of the bigger names that we've seen go to the Live Tour, doesn't Nelly? Are we really talking golf right now? Yeah, because yeah. it's my showdown, it's and I'm tired. Show you, well, how, do you want me to go back to Patrick Mahomes? I can do that all day if you want. <laughs> Come on, man. No, I don't know what the state of the PGA Tour is. I don't watch it. I watch it to get a couple tips here and there. Guys who I've never heard of are winning tournaments. I don't care. Does if that guys bother I've heard? you no. as from a viewing Not standpoint? That was my Not point. At all. Okay. I only watch. I watch the men and the women and. The college golf tournaments, everything I, I can watch just to get tips. I couldn't care who who's winning. I don't care. I'm sure. By the way, have I have to keep answers. my left arm oh, no, straighter, Bob. It leaves That's it. The tip I'm getting from people: left arm straight. Is that what you do? Yeah. And then the right elbow closer to the body. I've been doing a drill on that. You just pals. need to get more flexible with your turn. That's yeah, all. a little bit more yeah. flexible. Yeah. It leaves it more open, but it doesn't draw me to watch it without the big names. Who are the big names that would draw you in? The in ones golf, like golf Dustin games. Johnson just won yesterday on the Live Tour I mean, in Las Vegas. I'm waking Vegas. up on a Sunday morning. It's somebody I've never heard of or Dustin Johnson in the lead. Is that going to compel me to watch a tournament I otherwise would not have? Nelly, really? To me, yeah. Really? 
Yeah, I'd rather see the guys that I know. And the ratings would back up Nelly. That's my point. It's missing the names. I'd rather lot- see Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> One final question uh, as we round off the show. By down. the way, we watched Meet the Fockers on Saturday night. I love that. Bob, have you ever seen that. the second one? Yeah, I love them both. They're so funny. Awesome. We were dying. All right, Isn't the Bears. Isn't Dustin Hoffman? He's dead. Yeah. What? He's uh, He's not dead. No, no. he's the dad. Oh. <laughs> Is he dead? <laughs> no, I hope no not. he's alive. <laughs> All right, the Bears are going to have the number one overall pick. Let's round off with this. He's because 86? I read Dustin Hoffman, Bob? Everyone's getting older, Joe. What are we? Come on. And he's only a, five foot five. By the did way, you know did that, you see Nelly? did you see Wayne Newton? No. Did you see oh. Cam Newton? Go ahead. You're Newton Wayne story Newton. First. He was in the celebrity he's box. Right? Eighty one, I think. Yeah. His face is plastic. Is it? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's stretched it's beyond stretch. Are you going to get anything done like that, no. Bob? As you age? No. Why? No, I don't like that. I'm I, just I, curious. I I, I wear I, I wear makeup it. and I have to put more of it under my eyes because on television and all of that shows and you don't want it to show. The thing but, that I really want to rectify for me is this turkey gobbler under my neck. What do they help. do? They have to. I just, have it too. The idea of someone slitting my neck doesn't entice me much. In that's what they have to do. <laughs> but you'll right? be out anyway. You won't feel it. <laughs> is there a big scar? I know I don't know where they do it, but they stretch it back. You don't want to look like that. that. No, you don't yeah. want to look like it. Who are you trying to impress? My wife. And that's going to do it. Might. The turkey. If I called her right look. now and yeah. say the reason you may not be attracted to your husband because there's this turkey gobbler neck, <laughs> she's going to say yes. <laughs> there could be other reasons involved. Well, there could certainly, and there's other surgical. There's other procedures, surgical procedures Bob. that can. Yeah, exactly. Would you ever do that? <laughs> what? <laughs> that kind of procedure enlargement no do you think we'll ever get to the day Ask where me, you do can I go need through it? a catalog oh. and choose your own oh jeez nelly do you <laughs> uh chicago bears <laughs> do you think we will bob with ai and everything else <laughs> i guess in 50 years probably. would you do that no no why again why well, i mean why? Obviously. You're going to be older. You're going to want to. Why are we talking about this? Why has this gone off the rails here? I don't know where to go. Where did it start? I don't know. Who's getting Wayne plastic? You talked about Wayne, Wayne Newton. Newton. You yeah. talked about Wayne Newton having a plastic. Face. I mean, I just saw him. I couldn't believe it. I just, I remember him differently, and now it's just all stretched back and pooled and everything else. I, I, right. good, more power. If that makes him feel young, go ahead. Anyway, the Bears I'd have. I'd be scared. <laughs> but if it worked and I could get rid of the turkey gobbler, if they can knock me out. And then I wake up and everything, I'm not in pain or anything. But but see, those things get botched sometimes. Oh, they do get botched. Right. And you see the result of botching. It's not good. You know. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, you don't you've get seen mistakes. Mistake. Oh, yeah. man. Sometimes when you're covering up the like first Mahomes mistake with the second. He makes up for the interception. You, you can't do that if this thing goes wrong. No. And then you compound it. Remember Robbie Brown's How ear- about if you get an infection, too? You can get that, well, that in surgery. Remember Robbie too. Brown's hair plugs? Yes. That went awry in a hurry. Yeah, not good. Sometimes it's it better like to go he had natural. an animal on his head, Bob, <laughs> for the second part of his penguin career. It's like a, it's like using a drone going off a cornfield, and you're looking down and you're seeing rows of yeah, corn. It wasn't good. All right, Do you the think bear. Kyle Brandt has fake hair? Who? Kyle Brandt. I don't know. Why One of my you? sisters told me yesterday during our party that when you see hair like that, it's just like it's spiked right up. It's a sign of a hair. Oh, plant. by the way, what did you think of J.J. Watt's hair? 
Someone said that ain't it. He's, he's did you uh, like it? Did you? No, he's that's nah, not it's kind right. of a messed look. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. You? No, nah, I like. Would you get ways. a hair transplant if you could? Your hair is in. And it's nice. No, I just have to pluff it up. But yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not looking for that. Do you think I should do it? I'm getting a little thin up there. No, it would look weird on you. Do you what remember Ralph Iannotti? He used to be on our station. He, yeah. he once went from full toupee to no toupee, and I thought he looked much better without the toupee. Should I just go bald then? Completely bald uh, like Malsey? And... No, why don't you do a toupee just to see what it looks like? I can't do a toupee. Why not? If anything, hair plugs. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anybody with a toupee. Well, yeah, you, have. you don't you see many of them. It. All right, real quick. I got to get this in. We're running well, out of time. Bears what? have the number one pick. Yeah. There are some people who now believe they're going to keep that number one pick and build around Justin Fields. Do you think they'll have catalogs where you can buy a new butt? They already do. You just pick one out and yeah, you check a box and you get that one? Yeah. So you can do you know that, that Nelly? I, I did. It's, it's, it's a weird catalog. You've seen the catalog? Well, I've been to the plastic surgery places before and they have like the magazines in front. And oh. I've never had anything done, but I've seen the magazines where you can just like look and point. And is the whole magazine butt themed? No. Do, okay. So it's just a section of it. It's a section, yes. But again, what's the point of that? To get a new butt. Okay, why do you want that? I don't, but some people do. I, I, I see no reason. I, I don't. Is that like a massive reconstruction? They well, take off your butt? <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's <laughs> like they, it's they, just enhanced. It's, yeah, they it's, enhance it. They yeah. enhance it, make it look bigger than what it is. Junk in the why trunk. Why would you do that? I don't know. Would Ron Cook want more junk in the trunk? No. He got a new butt. And <laughs> a <laughs> what do you got? I Tell said, me. I forget. I don't. It's the Bears. <laughs> the Chicago Bears. All right. Will they keep the number one pick and build around Justin Fields, or go ahead? Or do they trade him, get some assets, and bring in a new quarterback? And if so, who should it be? Is it Caleb Williams? Because he's gotten backwards that on me. Be any more convoluted, Nelly? I, I would. I thought it was a good one. All right, then you answer it first. I would trade Justin Fields, and I would trade the number one pick and get as much as I possibly can. You would trade Fields then and the number one pick. Then who's your quarterback? Mason Rudolph? There are so many good quarterbacks in this So you're, you're probably class. dropping I'm, down just a few picks is yeah, what like, you're saying. Same, so in other words, last year with the Panthers. They only right. moved down a spot. Moved but, they down, got but, a but that could be deadly if you don't pick the right guy. Listen. Got to trust your people. They actually have a pretty good defense forming there. They have a decent offensive line. I get Marvin Harrison. In, I see if I can trade down, get some assets, and get Marvin Harrison. So, in other words, you keep fields, fields and build yes. around him. And I, I, I would probably do the same thing. I'm not sold on any of these guys coming in. You know, is Drake May going to be a guy who – I don't know. Bob, is Caleb Williams – I don't know. I, I know. I've never I, even gone this much over with the clock. Well, I, it's, honestly, Charlie, is it my fault or is it his? He went into a way off the tangent <laughs> reforming of his face. I. Because you had brought something up. I didn't know it was going to go down that rabbit hole of uh, where we went. Is this the weirdest showdown of all time? Yes. Might have been. And that's it for today's showdown. I apologize in advance. We'll be back with more <laughs> of the Joe show. Not in advance. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. That was fantastic. <laughs> Bob, I'm disappointed to learn that you weren't that keen on uh, Post Malone's performance yesterday. I expected more. I don't know why. I know it was a America the Beautiful song, so it's not exactly like you could do much with it. But it—he looks like Ryan lacked. Malone with silver teeth. 
Did you know all his teeth were capped no, like I, that? I, I, no, and in fact, at the studio we were watching, I said, what happened to his teeth? I thought he got involved with Mike Tyson the night before in a hangover scene. I thought he was great. Now, that's my kind of music right there, just a, a guy with an acoustic guitar. I like Post Malone. Expect? I just didn't think. I, I don't know what I expected, but maybe more. Like what? Dancing? Don't you don't dance no, to that song, no, Bob. No, I know that. I'm not sure what you mean by this. An electric guitar, perhaps? A band? I don't know what I mean by that. I just expected more, M- meaning it was just a kind of a flatline approach. I expected a little bit more into it. How about Reba McIntyre's anthem? She was fine. I expected her. She looks the same. Nothing changes. See, I like both of those performances. They were understated. Just really, really good. The half. Did it go over? By the way, the over and under know. number. I don't know. Uh, Nelly, did the did the national anthem go over? How did the prop bet turn out? I believe it was under. Hmm. And that would be, I think, three years in a row that it's gone under. I'm so. trying to find that now. I don't know. I don't know. All right. It was, Didn't mean it was to distract good. you there. How Go about ahead. the halftime show? I thought it was okay. Good. You know, I mean, for Vegas, it lived up to that. There was a lot of dancing. I'm okay with that. I was concerned when the person got fired out of a cannon early. Did you see that? I saw that. Yeah. That's not exactly, but it's Vegas. So, yeah. must have been part of the Cirque du Soleil sure. group. I don't know. I thought that he was going to be naked at one point, the way things were headed. He needed Did a you? costume change. Yeah. He got a head start. Um, other than that, I, you know. To be honest, I'm tired of halftime shows. I don't. Was it like for some? If you like him, and right. you like, was it Ludacris it's was out there? Ludacris and uh, Alicia, Alicia Keys, Keys is, very is very good. She's great. But Her my point is, if great. you went if into you that, already liked if that, you're an Usher you fan, it. you loved it. If you're not, then you probably thought it was lukewarm. But we had Just some Usher fans would. in the house who said that he didn't start with one of his greatest hits. Is that accurate? I he had a lot of hits. All those songs are very recognizable to me. So I don't know. I thought it was good. I, I thought it was very moving. There was a lot of action to it. I, I, I like that. But honestly, after a while, these things get a little old to me. I like Reba McIntyre went over. She was supposed to, or, uh, or the over under was 90 and a half. She went 95. She okay. added a That's... second brave at the end of her rendition. No, her she rendition. did. She double braved it. Maybe she have... was in on the bet. Yeah. Maybe she knew she was lagging and she had to get it going and she dragged it out. So. Let's look at some of that. I'm glad you asked. I want to know. We always get the props before the game and we. I want to know how they turned out, Bob. And I also want to know what you thought the best commercial was. How about you, Nelly? Uh, just real quick uh, on top of Reba. Um, so unofficially timed at 95 seconds. However, BetMGM's John Ewing said the second brave will not be counted, which means the under 90 and a half. See, now if I, bet over, I, if I bet over, I'd be mad and I'd say, you can't do that. I, I want my money back. It says each sports book will handle the situation independently. This is why you shouldn't no bet on that. official recorded time for the anthem. I, when she did it, I said, whoa, that's different. She doubled down on Brave, and she extended it by at least three seconds. What was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? I thought Dunkin' the- Donuts was my favorite. That one. was great with Brady, Matt yeah. Damon. Um, who else? Who's the other guy? Uh, Jennifer Lopez's uh, husband, Ben Affleck. Yes. Yeah, Ben Affleck. <laughs> How about Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? Did that was, you like that, that was okay when he couldn't say the word. <laughs> But then they did it again, and then it got to be stopped doing that. Yeah, I don't. I think largely they weren't as good. At, you know, I think people start to expect all these different kind of things to happen in commercials, and it's hard to do. But it's a very costly endeavor. Seven and a half million dollars for thirty seconds. Um, 
What was I going to say about that? Oh, it seemed like a lot of them were, let's see how many stars we can fit into the screen. And there was no theme or really humor in the commercial. I, I, the one I one of the ones, and I'm just a traditional, I like some of these old things, the Budweiser bringing back the Clydesdales. That was good. That's a how good about one Dina and Mita on the Doritos Dina Mita? That was great. Mm, it's okay. You didn't like that one? I liked it. Nelly, did you like it? The two ladies flying out of the supermarket and chasing down the guy to get the Doritos? It was all right. I liked the uh, the the Google the Google one where uh, the guy who's blind he had the the phone and it would recognize how many faces were in the photo in the photo and at the end when he had a kid it said two faces now three faces I thought that was pretty cute I didn't I didn't either never mind <laughs> <laughs> you have a right to your opinion just like you shredded mine how about uh, Jennifer Aniston that was a great one um. Poor David Schwimmer. Uber Eats. I thought that was the best one. Bob? Christopher Walken. Any that thoughts one? on Jennifer Aniston? Nah, it was okay. Bob I, just again, bypasses mine and goes on to his. I just, I was, I came away with it unimpressed largely. I, and maybe it's because, again, the buildup is so big on some of these things. You expect with all the big names that they attract into them, and yet it wasn't anything great. Dunkin' Donuts, the Dun Kings, got the uh, second best one. I loved it where Jennifer Lopez invited Brady to stay at the end of the commercial. Wasn't that great, yeah, Bob? I like that one. Nellie, did you like that? I thought it was one of the best ones. I would agree. And they gave, USA Today gave Like a Good Neighbor with Schwarzenegger saying that. They gave that one the best the best one. I thought that was well drawn out. Neighbor. Neighbor. Okay. Neighbor. It's not that funny. Though. I, I don't know. Again, it's whatever your taste is. <laughs> Nellie, did you like that one? Which one? Sorry. Neba. I, I, Schwarzenegger I'm, DeVito. It was a, a twins reference, and I know there there was there's rumors that they're going to be a triplets movie hmm. with those two and uh, Eddie Murphy, apparently. What didn't you guys like about Dina and Mita, Bob? The Doritos commercial where they flew it, out it of wasn't, the supermarket. It wasn't that I didn't like it. I just, I don't know what I expect out of those things anymore. I, think, I wanted I, you to like it more. There have been better Doritos commercials. Yeah? With who? Avery Shriver going back in the day? With the big mustache? Remember him, Bob? Yes. You like him? I do. You're becoming distracted. What's happening? No, I'm, lo- I'm reading some stuff about the penguins here. Just. <laughs> this... I, well, Can you believe I, this, I, Just Nelly? because I saw it and it. What are they saying? Just talking about the great job that they're goaltending and defense. This was, it really is stunning that they could have one of the best metrics on defense and really good goaltending, and here they are, can't score goals. It's so flip-flopped. Anyway, go back. This is unbelievable. Why? I, I mean, you're going well, over every the, commercial. I don't remember one? all of them. I didn't go them. over every one. I went over the best. Um, the, what the people think are the best and worst. Did you understand the, the Jesus? Did you understand one. the Jesus one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Which one? I, I don't know. <laughs> the two of them were on. What about the Volkswagen one? Remind me of that one. I don't remember it. I didn't. The see one it. with the ugly car at the end. Yes. That, that was cool. But then they revealed like their next new model and it was uh, uh, ugly yeah they all sucked i guess in the end i thought you'd be more excited for that topic no i i'm i'm not i've become less excited about commercials over the year when it first happened when they were really doing some unique things and i think sometimes they try too hard to be honest and they think star power matters I don't think it does. I think it's the best commercial, the best thought, the best execution of it. It doesn't have to have the biggest names in it to be good. 
and you pay these people a lot of money to do it. It's a big endeavor. I, very rarely does it rise to that level for me. Fair enough, Nelly, right? I thought, Bob, that was very well stated by Bob. Did you? I'd, I would agree. I want to get to what Schefter said in a moment here. First, Bob, tell people what you're receiving as far as feedback when we talked about the Pirates and Blake Snell. Uh, it's amazing how many people defend the Pirates not spending uh, and say that's out of the Pirates' range. It's stupid to make a deal. Like, why is it stupid? The guy's 31. He's a two-time Cy Young. Yeah, it costs money to sign him. And, yes, you're going to have to commit some money to sign him. But the Baltimore Orioles are discussing him. They just acquired Corbin Burns. What's the difference between the Baltimore market and this market? Not much. Not much. And none with the Milwaukee market and the Pittsburgh market. See, we could discuss with people whether it's a good idea or not to sign. And, and the, the projection I saw was five years, $127 million, I think. But it's remarkable to witness the brainwashing that has happened here where people jump to the Pirates' defense on spend. Oh, my God, they can't spend that kind of money. They can't afford that. What? Their payroll right now. Even last- with, yeah, even with, if you add on his salary based right. on what that thing is, it still wouldn't be $100 million. Well, it would. They're about 79 So about 20, so add 27 to that, and it would be what? All right. 89, 99, 109, 106. Something like that. 106 still puts them in the bottom six or seven in baseball and gets them right where the Brewers are. Give me one good reason why the Pirates shouldn't spend commensurate with the Bruit, Bruins. Yeah. Brewers. Or, or the Orioles for what that. What the hell matter. am I talking about? But the, yeah, or but the, the Orioles. point is they can do it. And what that, would it that is do to stimulate interest? Yes. On a team that still needs starting pitching. They would still have a, a relatively low payroll. They could do it. That's the whole point. Why wouldn't you, as a fan, want to see them do that? That's what I don't get. Like, you and I have been at odds whether this was a good idea a year or two ago, things like this. And my point was always, they stink, and they're going to stink for a little bit here. But now, they say they're ready to win. They appear to be assembling some talent with their position players. They need a pitcher. They need a big move. Why not do this? I don't understand. And more to the point, I don't understand why anyone would reject it out of hand as, oh, pity the poor pirates. Right. They could never afford it. You're not it. spending it. He is. And he has the money to spend. Spend it. You want to really help your franchise? You want to help your fan base get excited about a season? Do something like this. There's another guy out there with a pretty good track record, Bob, who's peddling himself to the highest bidder and nobody's bidding so far. And his past is questionable at best except that yeah that i don't know that he's ever been has he been convicted of any of the things Mm -hmm. of which he was accused it's trevor bauer what would you do about him it's not like a role chapman doesn't have uh no i mean serious serious stuff issues with his past you know as long as he's not charged with anything and hasn't done anything uh that rises to that level why wouldn't you be interested he seems to be getting the uh who's the punter who gets the same treatment and the the bills guy um I forget his name. Arise, uh, Ariza. I mean, you still, I still have some questions about what happened here. Some of it seems profoundly disturbing, but I would have to look into that further if I were the Pirates and determine, did this man do anything wrong? Seriously wrong? Was he charged with anything? Somebody asked him on Twitter about it, about the Pirates, and he responded, 
apparently the pirate his agents talked to the pirates and apparently the pirates said no thanks see then what about chapman <laughs> chapman <laughs> he, he had a lot and i think his incident happened here in pittsburgh ironically you know i want to be very careful about what we're what we're talking about with these guys and i admittedly would need to look further into bowers history to have an educated yeah, but your theory is if, what I'm saying if he's is, clear of yes, all of this, then yes, why wouldn't you be interested? Then why wouldn't you be? The last time this dude was seen in the majors, and by the way, he's Garrett Cole's age, right? Around there, he's only 33. The last time he was seen in the majors was 2021. He was 8-5 and five with a 2.59 ER. You know what he becomes if he comes here? Your number one starter, probably. Yeah, but again, to me, Snell is younger, better, and yeah, you pay for it, but go and do it. At least, at least show you're interested in doing it. I why, to, why he had 137 you? strikeouts in 107 innings with the Dodgers. That was only two years ago. The year before that, 2020 with the Reds, he had a 1.73 ERA and 100 strikeouts in 73 innings. So, again, I, I need to look further into that myself, admittedly. Mm -hmm. But when you're the Pirates, that's the whole point, is that guys who become available for bargain rates, sometimes you have to do that. Uh, from what Bauer said yesterday, from what I was told, my agent spoke to them, or this is the Pirates, and were told no. That was before they signed Chapman, though, so maybe something has changed. I don't know. That was what he said on Twitter yesterday. I would certainly be doing my homework, let's put it that way. You, Bob? Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? You're trying to upgrade talent. And unless you think all your guys in your system are going to be able to move up here immediately and contribute, listen, if you – if again, I know they won't because that's just the way it is, but Snell, uh, Keller, and Skeens eventually, that would be a pretty good one, two, three start to your rotation. Right. It might be a great investment, and if things fall apart, and Blake Snell would be still having a great year, then you could always just trade him again, right? Or trade him. Well, he'll probably want to know. Well, who knows what he'll want in there. But again, I, mean, I, I don't know that he would want to your... come here. I don't know that he would want to come he here, but not. that's not what we're asking. Right? If the money's there and no one else seems to be moving quickly on this, I would, I would give him an offer that he has to consider. Why not? Fan Hotline, presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC for service for over 50 years. Fan Twitter, brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Awaken 180 Weight Loss brings us social media's biggest loser. Reserve your consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. You got an answer for that one, Bob? Isn't your answer always Malsey? Doesn't it have to be Kyle Shanahan today, unfortunately? I think uh, so. Yeah, probably. Thank you, Bob. What did Schefter say, Nelly? I have the clip if you want me to play it. Yes, I would. Listen to this, Bob. Hold up for you one second. Yeah, Schefter, uh, end of the year press conference, Mike Tomlin said that there is going to be competition at the quarterback spot. And now this weekend, uh, I can't remember who broke it or was talking about it. Maybe Garofalo, Garofalo, um said that Tannehill potentially going to Pittsburgh to reunite with Artie Smith. Is there is that just rumblings? Have you heard anything about that? Well, there's an obvious connection between the offensive coordinator and the quarterback, and we'll see whether anything comes of that. We know that Pittsburgh's going to go out and get some type of quarterback, whether that's Ryan Tannehill, 
uh, whether that's Russell Wilson, oh, whether that's Justin Fields. Oh, uh, oh. Who, who, Justin Fields, I know. Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Tomlin's a big fan of Justin Fields. We'll keep that in mind during the offseason in the coming weeks. Wow. So there, there, there'll be a decision that that organization has to make in terms of the quarterback that they want to bring in. Uh, but they're not just going to leave it as Kenny Pickett, his starting job. Mike Tomlin made that very clear. So now it's which of these quarterbacks – do they make a move for? Which one is somebody that they can go acquire uh, and who fits into what they're willing to give up to either another team or to pay that player? So there's two kinds of quarterbacks they can get, Bob. Someone who's an actual threat to Kenny Pickett, someone who could unseat him early in the season, or someone who could unseat him the minute he walks in the door. And then there's Ryan Tannehill, who I would put in the same category as the Case Keenums of the world, as the Josh Dobbses of the world, in that he's coming in here to be Kenny's caretaker. Uh, he's not a threat. Right. Now, if Kenny were horrible at the beginning of the year, yeah, you could go to Tannehill, but then what do you have? You have a veteran guy who's not as good as he once was. and uh, No would, hope is what you right, have. Right, exactly. So, yeah, again, I, I would... Would you bring I, in Justin Fields? I, if I had the right move in place, what I thought was a fair uh, trade and what they wanted, I, yes. I said that last week. I'll stick to it. I'm not going to shy away from and that. And then what would happen? And Let's then, say you made the deal if for Justin Fields. What happens then with, with your quarterback? What well, happens well, with Pickett? Well, then you go into it with the idea that Fields will probably come in here and be the guy that Kenny Pickett has to beat out. And that would be what it was. Do you think was. the Steelers would do that? Probably not, but that's what I would do. I mean, do you think they would? And let the best man win. If they got Fields, do you think they would say he's the number one guy now? No, they'll say it's a competition. But this would be a legitimate competition then because you're not going to bring him in knowing that you have to pick up a fifth-year option soon at $22 million without knowing that. Again, I, I don't, think I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to do It's such an important position you know, he's two years younger than Kenny Pickett. They're bound and determined to use this as a season where, I get it. where, where That's Kenny the most Pickett's logical play. audition is extended. Right. They want to find out once and for all what they got with the 20th pick. They want to see Kenny Pickett in a real offense with a real coordinator. And I, I just think that's what's going to happen. And they're going to bring in a caretaker, not real competition for Pickett. And Tannehill, for what they want, I think it's the perfect guy. Would I bring him in? Hell no. I think that's the scenario that will take place. I agree with you, but I don't think it should be him. I think it should be Mason Rudolph and let the best man win. That ain't happening because the other part of that Okay, report... If they don't, then, again, if this goes awry and Kenny Pickett turns out not to be that person, then where are you? And then what? You got to go into it looking for another quarterback the next year. Great questions. Right? So what do you do? If you have a chance to maybe solve it sooner rather than later by doing this. I, I don't know that you – see, there's still some questions about Justin Fields. Of course there is. I like him better than Pickett, but I don't know that you're automatically solving your issue here. Well, I, I think they've painted themselves into a corner where they have to continue to audition Kenny Pickett into year three when their defensive stars are getting another year older, those bodies getting racked up for another year, and they're basically – I won't say punting on the season, but, man, right now I like the odds that Pickett won't turn out than I do that he will. You? I, I'd say it's 50-50 at this point. I, I Like I told you before, I like stuff that he's done. You need to see it from start to finish. 
Um, there are certain habits he needs to change and break if he can do that under a new system. And I do think scheme matters. I do think the one thing I'll say about him is that I was encouraged with the one game he had post Matt Canada. He was at his best. He threw as a team. They went over 400 yards. Day. He could have yeah. had three touchdown passes in that game. There was a lot to like, and then he gets injured. So that left the uh, evaluation process up in the air again. So we'll see. Uh, I, would I be surprised if Kenny Pickett took a step forward and became the guy they want him to be? No, I wouldn't be surprised. Do I expect it? I don't know if I expect it. I want to see you know, what's going to happen. But I think competition is legitimate. I think you have to cover both ends of this. You can't just say, we're going to do this and that's it. And if it doesn't work, then we'll have to re- recalibrate here. Well... At that point, what do you do? Two seasons ago, Justin Fields, with not a very good team around him, let's be honest here, had 17 touchdowns, 11 picks, but he ran for 1,143 yards and eight touchdowns, including a 67-yarder. He's a pretty electrifying performer. He was also committed a lot of turnovers. Yeah, he he fumbles the ball a lot. That's the problem. He does fumble the ball a lot. I would be more excited about him than I am about Pickett. I I just think this is the way the Steelers are going to go. They're going to bring back Pickett, determine to find out, and then they're going to have, instead of threatening him with legitimate competition, they're going to bring in a veteran clipboard holder, and that's going to be Tannehill. That seems like the most logical situation, yes. And then it's up to him, and it's up to them to free him up to make him do things. But it, it, that's what it's going to come down to. I think that's the most logical. If you're making a bet on what the Steelers will do, that would right. be the bet to make. I agree. Oh, I know what we're going to do, Bob. The results of the prop bets. Can we do that? Yes. Next? I want to hear. I want to hear about the prop bets. Even though Reba went under when she should have gone over. She did go over. But how could the book say no? How can they tell you because you made she the said bet? Brave twice. Well, I don't know. Does that take up five seconds though? That's only a second. Is that the well, no? It was more than over? a second. All right. She All it takes it is one to go over. What? All it takes is one second to go over. It's a good point by Nelly. I have to admit that, Bob, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, I, I don't know how somebody can tell you that you are not going to win your bet because we discounted her extension of the national anthem. That's her choice. That's what you bet on. I don't know. That's why I don't bet on those things. Uh, To me, if you're the person involved, if you're Reba McIntyre and you know there's an over and under bet and you have a friend that says, hey, are you going to go over and under? (laughs) Well, I'm going to stretch out the brave. Are you saying this was rigged? I'm just saying, how do you trust those bets? Why, thank you, Nelly. Bob, let's trade quick opinions on the notable aspects of the Super Bowl, the big stories. Travis Kelsey, there he is. There it is, right up there. Raging. It looked like a roid rage. It did. That's probably what it was. Well, I don't want to go that far myself, but it looked like if you pictured one, what it would be like, he pushed the guy who's a 65-year-old man, isn't he? 66. 66-year-old man, and yelled in his face. I'm just, to me, it was disrespectful and just, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. Can you imagine someone doing that to an, uh, Bill Walsh, Mike Tomlin? Chuck Noll. Chuck Noll. Any of them. It, it was laughable. It was, just made him look like a jackass, really. It wasn't the biggest deal in the world or in history. It just made him look like an idiot. And the people in my living room were saying, wait till Taylor Swift finds out about that. <laughs> it also made him look like not a, not, you know, 
a, a, a me first kind of guy. I'm not getting the ball. Give me the damn ball kind of moment, you know? Okay, fine. They did. Um, but to do it that way was just, I'm sorry, not a good look at all, period. What would you have done with the overtime coin toss? Because Kyle Shanahan getting shredded for taking the ball first. I would have deferred. I just think that's a better way to go. At least Why? you know. Because you know if Kansas City scores first, even if it's a field goal, whatever, you know what you have to do, which means four downs becomes four downs, not three and a field goal. They, they on fourth down on their possession, they could have, if they're trailing or if they know they uh, need to score a touchdown when they go for it. In this case, they kicked a field goal first, which Kansas City knew exactly what they had to do. Now, that does not excuse their defense. They could have made some plays. They had it fourth and one, and they couldn't stop Mahomes. But I would rather know what I have to do. I mean, they can't. I, I agree with you in the end, but I'm not as adamant about this as a lot of people are. You let the other team have the second at-bat. I get that. But then you can win it in essentially the top of the second inning. That's what he was thinking of. If it gets we, to we, the we second can, inning, it right, may not get there. It, well, but they, that had, they had one play to win the Super Bowl, a fourth and one. They had one play. It got to the point where they had one play to mm -hmm. win. So I, I understand his thinking. I do. I wouldn't have done it because I guess in the end I prefer having the bottom of the first inning and knowing exactly what I need to do to win. I feel like I'm in more control there. Mm -hmm. That's all. I get that. I don't think it was one of the – you know, this wasn't – they didn't um, lose it because of that. This wasn't Marshawn no. Lynch on the goal line. No. That type of decision. I don't think. Um, Brock Purdy, a lot of debate on how he played. You and I both think okay, but not good enough. That's how I would phrase yeah. it. Okay, but not good enough. As a, as a first-year player, second year in the league, first time in the Super Bowl, I thought he did what he had to do. Uh, I thought they missed too many opportunities. And quite frankly, this is this is all traceable to special teams. Yeah. A blocked extra point and a muffed punt, which resulted in that's eight points right there. Period. It could be more. Yeah. Uh, and you and you allowed you because of it, you allowed Mahomes to be in the game. When he knows that's his best moment. When he, he has to make something happen and he did. I can't also help but think about how much you need luck to win a championship and how much it could go either way in so many of these games. Oh, Not only the fourth incredible. and one, at the end of regulation, when they blitzed and forced the field goal mm -hmm. with, I don't know, two minutes or so, a little less than that Maybe left. 53, I think it was. Yeah. They get that first down on a third and what was Game's it? Game's over. Third and six, yeah. something like Game's that? Game's over. Game's over. Because they can just milk it if they have to, kick it, whatever it is. I'm convinced that's the only way to beat Mahomes. I thought that's what the Bills needed to do at the end of their game. Yeah. That's why I hated Allen taking a shot at the end zone there when it looked right. like if, if you can force Mahomes to have to score a touchdown mm -hmm. with with limited time, with limited time, right. that's obviously your best bet. No, I agree. I, I thought that was, uh, you know, that was a key part of this whole thing. Uh, they had a chance to keep the ball, possess it, not give him a chance. Whatever you do, that's what you don't want to do. The, the last thing you want is a minute 53 with timeouts for him to move down the field. He's just a football genius is what he is. Um, I don't know that many people think of him in this vein because you were right earlier. It used to be, man, it could be a bombs away offense with Tyreek Hill, but yeah, to me he's proven himself. They've changed dramatically. A, a, as a Tom Brady Montana type. He carves you up in the short game, mm -hmm. 
and he doesn't need elite weapons. He might as well have David Givens and, and Troy Brown and, you know, Dion Branch and the people that Brady threw two and one with for a lot of years. And they both have the great tight end. Although Brady didn't have Gronk for tons of Super Bowl wins, right. you know, couple, just like this guy has Kelsey. He can win with anybody because he is an all-time great. And the thing he doesn't get credit for, I don't think, Bob, see if you agree, he took that sack at the end of regulation at the goal line. He could have tried to force a play. I feel like Josh Allen, for as brilliant as he is, would have tried to force something there. Mm-hmm. Mahomes, he, he minimizes mistakes. He made a bad one yesterday. It was really his only one of the playoffs. And he, and he capped it at that. Right. And he got better as the game went on. 17 for his last 23. Uh Two touchdowns, no picks. He just got – and you gave him an opportunity to do that. And you're right. A lot of quarterbacks would have been in there and, you know, probably just got lost up in the moment and thrown the ball somewhere trying to fit it in. It could have resulted in a bad thing. He did not give up the points. They needed that. He knew that. Made a smart play even though he got sacked. We'll get to overtime, and I'll win it there. That's what Andy Reid was thinking too by not taking one more shot with six seconds left. In but regulation. that extra point was critical in that it forced – Gigantic. You know, the, Kansas City knew they didn't have to score a touchdown. If they have to score a touchdown there, it could change everything. Watching the telecast as tens of millions of people were, what did we think of Tony Romo? I think we both thought, Bob, that he was a little bit much. I thought he was very good. I thought on the timeout, late in regulation, or no, in overtime, where he said Shanahan just called timeout because he didn't like Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator's call. He didn't want to go cover zero and go after Mahomes there. So he said, screw it, I'm calling timeout. Think of something better, please. That was great analysis, if indeed it was true. If it was true, but yeah, it was. And if that's at that point, he has to make a call. The call was, he doesn't like what he's seen. That's what I see. That's what I'm telling you. May yeah. not be right, but at least it's a We want it's that an kind of speculation. Right. Yeah, informed speculation. Now, but then he talks too much. At, and and the game-winning uh, touchdown was evidence of that. All he had to do was let it breathe just for 20 seconds. Not I, even that, 15 seconds. Just let it go. And then tell us why it worked. Yes. And He's, he didn't he do that. He sullied this moment. We're going to play it for you. Where less is more. All you need there, because nobody in the world is listening at that point. People are yelling at their TVs, either in jubilation or anger. And... For people who are listening, what you want to hear is the the crowd, the bedlam at that point. Right. The last thing you want to hear is Tony Romo with X's and O's analysis when we just saw a walk-off <laughs> touchdown in the Super Bowl. And he jammed it all, a whole bunch of stuff oh. jammed. It was like, wait a minute. Again, the analysis works better with pictures. If you jump the producer, which is what he did, and started going into an explanation, that's that's not what the producer in the truck wants to see. He wants to see the pictures, the as you said, the jubilation. And if you if you go ahead of him, then he's kind of like, okay, now what? I got to go back and show what he just said, but that's not what that moment was about. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, it happens. You get adrenaline going. He wants to tell you what happened. Can't happen there. As no. I said earlier, it's like it's like Al Michaels says, do you believe in miracles? Yes. And then his, his, <laughs> his announcer says, Says, you know, oh, that look at the play. He it was an offside play. He didn't call it. He went and went and then, right. It's the last thing you need, and you're getting paid big money, and you're now a veteran color analyst. So, 
Shut up. Plus, it ruined Nance's call, which was a good call. I thought a good call. Yeah. Should have lived as the jackpot. The jackpot right. went in Vegas. So let's take a listen. Nance has the call, and then you want to soak in the moment. Just please, Tony, let us soak in the moment. Instead, he jumps in, and it's annoying. Go ahead, Nelly. It's the end of the first quarter, and you move to the second quarter. That's right, because I can only feel the number of people out there being like, what's going on? First and goal. Mahomes plays it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career, he's been waiting for. He's won Super He's never had Stop it. Stop talking. Overtime, he is Bob. It's way too much. And again, the pictures didn't back up what he was saying. No. The whole idea is to wait for that to happen. Yes. You'll get your moment. But just wait. That's that's. It's an all-time moment in American sports. A walk-off touchdown in a Super Bowl. I mean, it's it's Joe Carter's home run, and then someone starts talking about the you know the, the uh, pitch count, yeah. you know, and and I, I admire the enthusiasm. I get that you got to yeah, have it. The exuberance is there, yeah. but uh, again, that's just part of letting it breathe on television with the picture supporting what you're talking about. Let me draw this one up. No, not now, <laughs> please. Right, Fishman. <laughs> I didn't like it, but I thought I thought he was better than he's been recently when he seems to have just lost his mind in some way. I'll be interested in, uh, I'll let you know what the ratings are on this thing when they come out. But who am I to talk? I'm the guy that made that last noise. Like, Romo has been making noise and singing. Singing, yeah. I Maybe I just hate him the way that Ron hated the guy who always ate the food out here because it reminds him of himself. Fishman. That's me. So who am I to talk about Tony Romo? Was that today? You asked me to clip that. So I could analyze it, yes. Fishman. But there's a lot of them. Folsey had some already stored. One more time, Bob. What does it sound like? Fishman. Sounds like somebody, um, there's a a rooster. I don't know. Rooster getting an enema? What can how how can I describe that noise? I don't know. Fishman. <laughs> it sounds like something horrible has happened to a cat. Really? Yeah. Where were we? Oh, I still haven't done the prop bets. Prop bets. We only have a few minutes, but Hold there are some good ones. Here. Uh um South Hills Chrysler jo- Dodge Jeep Fiat 50 minute mark on the fan brought to you. By South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. What's cooking? And that still honors Ron, right? I like that. Brought to you What's... by Mr. Reuter. Thank you, Mr. Reuter. Call 412 Reuter 2. Also brought to you by your local Geico rep, Tim Hester. And thank you, Mr. Hester. Very kindly. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new. Silverado 1500 trucks, partly cloudy and a high of 50 today. Bob, some of the player props. First touchdown scorer, Christian McCaffrey, right? Anytime touchdown with him. That was an easy one, I thought. How about Jennings? Uh, He was on his way to an MVP. It would have been 300 to 1. Was there any prop bet where he was involved with, I guess, a non-quarterback touchdown throw? I guess. 
The coin flip was heads. Reba McIntyre's anthem went over 86 and a half seconds. Taylor Swift was not shown on the CBS broadcast during the anthem. I would have bet that she would be. You? During the anthem? No. Yeah. No? No, I would have bet against that. There was going to be enough time for her. How First, many? What was the over and under of her appearances total? I don't know. And does anyone keep track? I guess those who bet did. I really don't know. Did you think that Travis Kelsey would propose after the game? No. Super Bowl MVP, easy one, Mahomes. In fact, I had. But the, you wouldn't make any money on that, would you? I know, but I picked the, the Chiefs to win thirty to nineteen with Mahomes as the MVP. Not yeah, bad. Not bad. Thank you, Bob. Gatorade on Andy Reid was purple. Did you have that one? No. Who will have the longer pass completion, Mahomes or Purdy? Mahomes had that one. Yeah, that was a big 52-yarder earlier in the game, I think. Yes, it was. When that defensive back got all twisted around. First person sitting next to Taylor Swift was Blake Lively. You didn't have that one, did No, you, I don't think so. That was going to be uh, the Mahomes' wife, I thought. What's her name? Brittany. Brittany, yeah. Now, did you see Mahomes' brother? What's his name? Jackson. Was out at a bar the other night. Yeah. They wouldn't let him wouldn't in. Let him in. And, and Brittany's <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm going to go ahead and go into the bar. Left him on an island. Her shrug there was incredible. Mm. Was Surprising, like, actually. I thought she would defend that. Yeah. Him. And well, say, wait a minute, make a big scene. He's sometimes like his brother, which is indefensible, right? The things he does. Jackson Mahomes. Jackson. It's not always good. Um... Brock Purdy, Mahomes went over everything. George Kittle, a major disappointment, right? Yeah, he didn't do much at all. In fact, like I said, if you look at even Ayuk and Samuel, they were not very effective. Uh, they couldn't get him the ball, uh, and I thought they'd be able to do that. I thought I thought the roster, Joe, was very much checkmark San Francisco top to bottom, but there you go. You don't have to have the bigger names to be that successful. Bob, this was enjoyable. I missed Ron. I miss him today. It's palpable today. I know you feel it too. But we're yeah, it's a whole ahead. different era now, isn't it? It's the Joe <laughs> yeah. show. It can't be. It can never be that when you're in the building. It's the Bob show with no, Joe. It's, it's the Joe show. And Thank you, you're going to do fine. Ron's going to have a good time down there. I'm sure he'll be calling in at some point. In fact, you should probably call him once in a while. Just fish check <laughs> say how he's doing. I think I will. Good night, Bob. Good night, Joe. Good night, Nelly. Bye, Nelly. Good night, Bob. Good night, Nelly. Good night, Bob. Good night, Joe. Good night, Nelly. Good night, Nelly and Bob. And Joe. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.